0: This historian cites this incredible source, Herodotus. Ha <laughs> ha! God, I make myself laugh sometimes. This is such a great show. I am the best. I Talk About Dead People, a podcast where I pick one dead person and talk about their life in an academic and carefully vetted manner. I'm your host, Lord History, and I'm not here with a co-host because I don't need a crutch. I hope to keep my listeners bored and apathetic while I meticulously dissect every little bit of one person who died a long time ago and only exists in the beautifully boring halls of academic history. Now we shall climb the history tower and sneer down at all the peasants below. <laughs> We shall open this large book and snort the very dust from its pages. Now let us scan the sources at the end. Oh, oh my, that's some. i'm not depressed enough reading about communists yeah get more fascists okay. on the show they're always fun yeah <laughs> uh i'm Good. gonna take that quote out of context <laughs> get more fascists on the show yes to the emergency broadcast episode of We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James.
1: Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two <laughs> dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, James D., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host,
0: Aaron C. Say hi, Aaron. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, so this is an emergency episode, everybody. Mhm. Right. It's an emergency episode because something may or may not have happened. Something we may have skipped a week, I don't know. Well, James's car died or something. Yeah. Yeah. We figured we but should just have one play. one backup, right? Yeah, just just one backup. It will never play No. Uh, ever. Certainly certainly not. And uh yeah, yeah. So, um we hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateur's best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're going to try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? We have Richard Nixon and Bartholomew Roberts.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
2: What the
0: fuck? I changed it. Three names? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? We made a schedule. (laughs) I changed it. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh huh. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to cut here anyway. So, James, who do we actually have this week? We
1: actually have Richard Nixon and Bartholomew Roberts.
0: Nice. Yep. I've never heard of the second guy. Neither have I. To the but history land. <laughs> I am not a crook. And other cheap shots headed your way.
1: Wow. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs>
0: so cheap. If you had to make a movie about one American president, who would you pick and who would half-assedly walk up to accept an Academy Award for the starring role? Okay,
1: I would, I would pick a movie about President Taft, uh, and it would be called The Taft Bathtub Explosion. Uh, and Johnny Depp would definitely play President Taft.
0: Okay, the first part where you picked Taft was totally predictable, uh-huh. but the part about picking Johnny Depp is inspired. Yeah, oh, absolutely. What inspired you to choose Johnny Depp to play Howard Taft? Mm, mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking about
1: Taft's bathtub and how right. it would have to have uh, immeasurable depth uh, to hold <laughs> such a... Strong, able, and obese president as Henry Taft. And as I was thinking about the bathtub's depth, I uh, I forgot the th, <laughs> and it just said Depp. And I was like, "Hmm, that reminds me of something."
0: Oh my God! Depp. Well,
1: uh, but it also reminds me of Depp, as in Johnny Depp, the best person. And that's what this whole story began with.
0: That's that's amazing. I mean. <laughs> But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Hollywood might actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well. With Johnny Depp. And it's like Johnny Depp and he's wearing this obvious fat suit. and Yeah. That could happen. Like, maybe five years ago, we were probably on the verge yeah. of a Taft movie starring Johnny Depp. But now that Johnny Depp's career is slowly dwindling mm. into just Pirates of the Caribbean 15 or whatever... Uh, I don't know if they'll ever do it, but hey, you know, if they do, you heard it here first, everybody. True. True. So, what would you pick? What president? Uh, oh, what star? Let's see. I think I would pick... The easy one would be Bush.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Because uh, you, could, you could pick Bush, and anybody could play him, and everyone would call it brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could get, like, freaking Queen Latifah to play Bush, and everyone would be like, it's inspired and it's perfectly representative of how stupid this man was, or something like yes. that. Yes. Uh, but if I had to pick an American president... I want to say Nixon. Uh, mm. And he would be played by Lyndon B. Johnson, because they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnson's I mean, they corpse. just kind of look similar. They just kind of look similar. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Um, but if I had to pick a real actor for uh-huh. Nixon, uh, I would pick... God, who's that fucker from, uh... I would pick Michael Ironside. Oh! Ooh! That's obvious. Mm. That is obviously who would do it. Yeah. yeah. And it would be amazing and perfect in every way. Sounds and like And he would come back from his completely dead career, um, which I'm not even sure if it ever started. Hmm. Debatable. Yeah. He was Sam Fisher in the original Splinter Cell, so... Mm. Yeah. There's that. Uh, but hey, without further ado, computer, please bring up Richard Nixon and Bartholomew Roberts! So, <laughs> what is Richard Nixon best known for? We're such fucking frauds.
1: <laughs> it's okay, this is the fake episode, this, or this is our backup
0: <laughs> episode. <laughs> this isn't even a fake episode, it's a backup right. emergency release episode. Right. It, it does... just in case the
1: history lab gets invaded by the mongols we have a backup
0: (laughs) yeah well I'm hoping we never have to use it but here it is yeah here it is anyway so now it's your turn to ask me something James uh
1: do you like my new
0: shoes (laughs) I haven't seen your new shoes so I can't answer that damn it
1: okay um (laughs) well that's hurtful
0: Uh, Uh, What is Richard Nixon best known for? Oh, what's Richard Nixon best known for? Yeah. Uh, Richard Nixon is best known for being a criminal mastermind and all-around lovable kind of dude. Oh, awesome. (laughs) That's it. That's what everyone knows him for. And he did so much more. It's kind of (laughs) sad. Oh, dear. Uh, His story story had me, like, cringing and, and sighing with displeasure and snorting cocaine the whole time. (laughs) Oh god, okay, well, sounds exciting. Yeah, it is So, what did this Nixon Richard look like? Well, Richard Nixon looks like that rich uncle you met once but haven't heard from in years (laughs) because he became president of the United States. Oh yeah, him. Yeah. He's got bushy eyebrows, slicked back hair, a square face, and a nose that could kill a grown man. God. He never smiles, only smirks, and his ears double as solar panels. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just, like I said, we're frauds, making we it up as we go along. Sort of like James changed the subject his his subject for this episode, th- like what, three times? Yeah,
1: three times. Yeah.
0: And wrote a whole other episode apparently. Yeah. Which yeah. we'll have to get to eventually because that would be a waste. We could, we could turn into another Boudica Liam Lynch deal.
1: That's true, or a drunkisode. Mm-hmm. If we get that. Yeah. Ugh. Either way. Well, I was going to do General Ulysses S. Grant uh, first, oh.
0: but mm-hmm. I, I still will. Uh, but his, his story is so damn long. Um. Yeah. That's the problem I keep running into with these guys. It's yeah. like the really interesting ones, there's so much to write. I know. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a lot of work. But um, speaking of of uh, generals in the Civil War, we actually have another patron to thank. Do we really? We do! What? We have Becca from the Retold History Podcast. Wait. Kind of. Hmm. We what? almost shot
1: her. Uh, and now she's giving yeah. us money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we're hack frauds. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> to, to the highest degree, we are hack frauds. We People we have attempted to murder <laughs> are giving us money now. Uh, which means you have no excuse, listener. You have no excuse. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, and thank you, you, Becca. To shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Becca. Thank you very much for giving us your hard-earned cash. Yep. Um. Sorry. There recently shooting you. Charming woman. Mm. Yes. <laughs> no. It was awesome. Uh, we were talking about what we should do in the future with our podcasts together. Hmm. And apparently, she got to speak with several history professors on Twitter, which she thought was super cool. Oh, wow. That's yeah, way above our above league. league. <laughs> yeah, that's way above us. We're just like, you know, we have a couple of mics and we pretend we know things about history and that's about it. Yep. And then we sometimes get deep and it's fake deep most of the time. Just kidding. It's not fake deep. <laughs> it's not fake deep. It just goes deep and then it's like, oh God, you know. We,
1: we fully penetrate the deepness. System. It's okay. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> Johnny Depp. Uh Johnny what? Depp. What? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Okay, yes. So uh, what was Bartholomew Roberts best known for? Speaking of
1: pirates...
0: (laughs) Oh, Christ, another pirate?
1: Another pirate. Ah, okay. Roberts is best known for being the most successful pirate of the... Or during the golden age of piracy, uh, as measured by ships captured. He captured a lot of ships.
0: Uh, I thought we already covered that person, the... What was her name? No,
1: Ching Shi. She was not during the golden age of piracy. This is just during the golden age of piracy. Which began when the internet was invented.
0: Oh, right, of course. Yes. When uh, Al Gore invented the internet. Mm -hmm. That's right. Is that a a dank meme? I don't know. Is that old? (laughs) Should be. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know if that's a meme. Al Gore invented the internet? I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah. Like Bill Nye saves the world? What the fuck is that? (laughs) Truth? (laughs) I haven't watched it, so I don't know. What the fuck is it? I don't know either. <laughs>
1: Dude, I live in my basement, okay? Like, I don't, well, know, yeah. I don't know what's going on.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> what did this Bartholomew Roberts, this uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, <laughs> look like?
1: Okay, funny you should mention that. We'll get to Princess Bride a little later.
0: Oh, God. God damn it. Alright. All right, well, we, what did he look like, damn it?
1: <laughs> we actually have a, a direct quote. Uh, actually, not okay. a direct quote, but someone wrote in a book about pirates many years ago what Bartholomew Roberts looked like. And he said, A tall man, near 40 years of age, of good natural parts and personal bravery, though he applied Natural them,
2: parts? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, all right, sorry, keep going. And good natural parts, and personal bravery, though he applied them to such wicked purposes as made them of no commendation. Frequently drinking, damned to him who ever
0: lived to wear a halter. I have no fucking <laughs> clue what the hell that means. I, am, I guess. neither do I. Is he damning the working man? Yeah. Okay. And
1: we'll get to He's, that.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That's typical crime i guess <laughs> yep uh so what do you say we roll right over to richard nixon's early life i we got to get this show on the road we're i can feel oh god you can too much coffee f- oh jesus. i can feel it right now like our pace is slower today i don't know what the hell is happening well let's jump on that mule and kick it in gear <laughs> jesus christ even that wasn't up to snuff <laughs> <laughs> no, so I couldn't yeah. think of something that rhymed with mule. I'm sorry. Uh, Jewel? uh uh-huh. Pool? No, they're all coming. Richard Nixon? <laughs> okay, so Richard Nixon's early life. Let's begin, because Richard Nixon is actually a really interesting guy. Is he? And his story is all over the fucking place. <clears throat> so I hope you're ready. Yes. I hope you're ready. So, Richard Nixon was born in early January 1913 in California in his house... In his house. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Off <Talked> to <laughs> great start. In a house that his father fucking built on a ranch that his parents fucking owned. Good. So, you know, affluent beginning. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, his old dad and his old mom, uh, the two of them were Quakers in California. Oh. So there's some wild oats for Uh (laughs) you. So it turns out little Dick Nixon was uh, from a long line of successful people. Okay. Which to say, uh, which, wow, wow, which is to say that one who was named Ezra Cornell was the man who started Cornell University.
1: Oh, and Nixon is related to him.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... What was that?
1: The screams of the damned, I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's hot in this closet. Alright, so <laughs> Little Dick's childhood was severely marked by his parents' Quaker ways. Ooh. Quaker ass. <laughs> so no one was allowed to drink, dance, or fucking swear, uh, even though his name was Dick, so I don't know, make it that much. Yeah, well, Yeah. Little Dick had four brothers, hmm. Harold, Donald, Arthur, and Edward, so <laughs> you've got Donald Dixon. I don't know what's worse, <laughs> Dick or Donald. <laughs> That's awesome. And all of them were actually named after British kings, real or legendary, so like, hmm. Arthur was both real and legendary. So I guess so, No. Yeah. <laughs> But not Little Dick, who would one day be king. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, so Richard was not named after a king, apparently. Um, Wait, Richard? No, I'm just kidding. Dick was not the name of a king. Oh. I can't do things. I'm going to quit this podcast, I swear to God. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a bit apocalyptic today. I woke up and I was... I, I couldn't... I had, I slept really well, but I woke up really poorly. <laughs> oh, did someone steal your wallet? uh kind of i had to buy something and it made me penniless um yeah mm. yeah so anyway so nixon's family was like from a wealthy line but nixon's actual like close family, or what is it what do you call it immediate family god damn it um was kind of poor early on mm. um they he wasn't born into wealth he was born into a line of wealthy people and his family was just kind of like Oh, those people, they just kind of ended up in the middle class somewhere, and they're not among people inventing uh, Cornell University. You True. Know what I mean, so Nixon is quoted as saying, uh, quote, and I can't do a Nixon impression because I just, it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try anyway. Oh, please do. So this is Nixon. All right, this is the Nixon voice. Uh-huh. We were poor, <laughs> but the glory of it was we didn't know. <sighs> good, good, yes. Right on the money? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he said, we were poor, but the glory of it was we didn't know, which is kind of a nice sentiment, I guess. Yeah. Um, so when you're a little kid, you know, everything seems fine, even if you're, you know, on the verge of complete destruction financially in your family. You sure. don't know the difference. No. Yeah. You're just out playing in the woods. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're in this place, this n- fucking nowhere place called Yorba Linda, California. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they were there until 1922 when the ranch failed. Oh, shit. And the family was forced to pack up and move to Whittier, California, mm. which was just packed with Quakers. <laughs> um, and this is where Little Dick's Big Dad opened up a convenience store. Oh, that sentence bothers me. Okay, never mind. Little Dick's Big Dad? Yeah. 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 It, why does it bother you, James?
1: Uh, because dads should not own convenience stores. That's true. They should be fighting our
0: wars. What the <laughs> shit? All right, so they opened this convenience store in 1922, and it lasts until, well, I'm not exactly sure, but there was a tragedy in 1925. Hmm. Uh, Little Dick's brother, Arthur, uh, died at the age of seven. Oh. And five years later, it was Little Dick's turn to die. Oh. (laughs) So before the story even begins, Richard Nixon is at death's door at the age of 12. Hmm. And doctors, through the wonders of science, discovered a spot on his lung. And they thought it was tuberculosis. Oh. So, Little Dick was forbidden from playing sports until it was discovered, because Little Dick did not die, Right. That it wasn't tuberculosis, it was just scar tissue from a bad case of pneumonia. Good? good yeah he's gonna live he's gonna live okay good yes Richard Nixon is gonna live good and so he since he ain't dead yet it's time for Richard Nixon to go to school where the cheeky little fuck becomes president of his 8th grade (laughs) class (laughs) foreshadowing which if we're being honest is probably the same status in 8th grade as being the president of the United States true Really. Yeah. Um, Except, I don't know if back then it was, like, uncool to be president of the class or not. Because Uh I feel like today it kind of is. Yeah, it's true. You're conforming. Yeah. 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 So then uh, Richard's brother Harold also gets tuberculosis. Ooh. um, But he has it for real. And has it forever. uh, (laughs) Until he eventually dies. Yeah. And what I'm saying, basically, is that the doctors were aiming the examination tools at the wrong boy. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, Harold didn't die quite yet. It'll come up later. So, Um, okay, he's just in... But he gets tuberculosis, and he's just struggling with it for fucking ever.
1: Again, the history Um, of the world until 2003.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Nixon's watching all this, and he's already lost one brother. Yeah. You know, like, it's a shitty, shitty, shitty early life. Um as far as, like, family dying goes. Um, So the next thing that happens uh, is that Nixon goes to high school, Mm -hmm. and it's called Fullerton Union High School, to be exact. uh, A place where they had actual ancient school buses. What what does Uh, that mean? (laughs) uh, I went to have a look, and Uh um, like, you should just Google Fullerton Union High School, and it shows you exactly, I think on the Wikipedia page, what old school buses looked like. Uh, It's amazing. Yeah. Uh
1: Yeah. Google okay.
0: it. What are you doing? Google it Right
1: okay. now. Do it. Fullerton Do it. Union High School Buses.
0: Yes. Alright. See anything yet? Oh! Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Care to describe them for the listeners, or is that patron-only content? <laughs> okay, it looks like... Um,
1: Wait, this maybe this isn't. It. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh no, this Fullerton is it. Union. Okay, they they uh they look like uh open bed trucks kind of. Yes. With uh, roofs but no windows, and yes. Yeah, no windows at all. So, kind of like trucks you would see in a parade. Um. Y- Yeah. Is that because
0: the picture you're looking at?
1: Yeah, it's from... They're in a parade. (laughs) They're all wearing patriotic garb.
0: There is an American flag in the background. There is, yeah. Which is interesting. (laughs) And a palm tree. (laughs) Yeah, but they kind of look like those uh, duck rides or whatever. Those amphibious vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um, Though I'm sure these are not amphibious. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Hmm. I love the lady up front. I think it's a lady. Um, She's just got this weird fucking hat on and it it looks like a cartoon Um, like something elmer fudd would wear yeah (laughs) well i think it's uncle sam hat oh really is it maybe is it who knows i'm gonna zoom way in and we'll find out right right. (laughs) yep it is it is (laughs) oh no my mistake it's a peanut butter sandwich all right Mm, time to move on so anyway he's going to this he's going to this school which has uh you know which has these trucks school buses or whatever uh so what oh does the little God. dick do next? Um anyway, so he goes to school and then he goes to more school. And then he goes to school again and he's like making the best grades ever. Hmm. And he started living with his aunt. Uh so he didn't have to ride the school bus because it probably sucked. <laughs> um so she was close to the school, which was convenient for yep. him. Uh and he also played junior varsity football. Uh while, of course, being a top student,
2: mm-hmm. he was
0: always at practice, but he never played in any games, like ever. Oh. They never put him in. Sure. Which kind of sucks, but besides being a top-of-the-class student and a football player, he was... All, or not player, as you may sure as you may take it. Uh, he was also in a debate club wow. and won a whole bunch of championships, and uh, soon Little Dick became a man. Oh. The man we know as Richard Nixon, and he graduated third in class of 207 students. Jeez. All-American yeah. hero right here. Yeah, I mean, okay, so he's seen some serious tragedy in his life, Yeah, right? for sure. Um, he's been poor, and he's had to live, you know, with his aunt or whatever because he either couldn't afford or didn't want to take the school bus. Um, and he's still in, you know, he's not playing football, but he's on the team. Mm-hmm. He's winning debate championships. Yeah. Uh, and he graduated the top three of his class, which is pretty amazing, Yeah, you know? And so... Um, because the universe works exactly like an inspirational movie mm-hmm. about Richard Nixon starring Lyndon B. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Richard Nixon was offered a, a tuition grant for fucking Harvard. Oh, oh, um, yeah. So he's going to go to Harvard. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you remember Rick? Uh, Rick, Rick? Rick? No, Rick? I don't. Richard's brother Harold. Yes. You remember Harold, who has terrible tuberculosis? Yeah. Um. Well, <clears throat> Richard—or I'm God damn it—Harold <laughs> is like really suffering, barely can barely get out of bed, and his parents have to like take care of him all the time. So Richard stays home from Harvard, oh dear, um, to run his father's convenience store and attend the local college, and he was going there on his grandpa's dime. Wow. So like it could have been amazing. He could have gone straight to Harvard yeah. right out a high school, but his brother was dying. Talk about sacrifice and, for the family. Exactly. Like, really sacrificed for his family. And, you know, going to a local college, that's kind of shitty compared to Harvard. Yeah. I mean, especially when the opportunity for the one was there. Yeah. uh, You know, at Harvard, anyway, he played basketball. Not much about that, but he was still in sports. Well, not at Harvard, Uh, at this other college. Yeah, at this other college. Uh, So he graduates from this other college while running his father's convenience store and playing basketball and taking care of his sick brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And then he went to Duke University School of Law. Not bad. Yeah, not fucking bad. (laughs) No. Especially for a guy who just went through all that and, you know, said, you know, I can't come to Harvard because I have to take care of my dying brother. (laughs) So, uh... Anyway, a year later, his betrothed, that's right, he got engaged, oh good. dumped him. Oh, bad. She dumped him, <laughs> dumped his ass. Uh, and she would later regret this move because Richard Nixon was going to be president one day. <laughs> and she should have seen it coming because look at the guy. I mean, he's, he's all presidential already. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, like you can hear the voice in his presidential museum, you know, Yeah. you got the music going, you know, Richard Nixon was offered tuition to Harvard, but stayed home to care for his sick brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was going to add the music in later, but now I don't have to. Thank right. You. Uh, mine was better. Okay. So anyway, he's going to Duke, uh-huh. all right? And he's gotten dumped. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, because Richard Dixon fucking nails law school. He does everything right. Uh Everything. It's fucking ridiculous. He gets all the scholarship money, all the debate team victory. He gets elected president of the Duke Bar Association, and he graduated, wait for it, third in his class in June 1937. Wow third again but never again think again begin again richard nixon's early life richard nixon was born in early january 1913 in california in a house wait just kidding we oh, won't start again dear God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so richard nixon is what nixon. nixon richard nixon what i'm saying is he does super well at duke yeah. and now he's just finished law school and it's time to what what join the FBI? That's right, and he gets the job. Of course! (laughs) But get this, Uh they don't fucking tell him he got the job because they fired him (laughs) literally minutes after he was hired. No! (laughs) It's unbelievable. The FBI in one
1: sentence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Because apparently budget cuts. I don't know. Um, But the point is, he technically worked for the FBI for like ten minutes. um, And... (laughs) And, then, and never knew it. <laughs> wow. So at 24, he's instead admitted to the California bar in 1937. Hmm. So he can actually start doing lawyery shit. Sure. Which is perfect for a president. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he begins with commercial litigation, wills, and divorces. Ugh. Ugh. So boring. Um, Divorces he particularly hated because apparently the women were so open about their sexuality and the particular sexual behaviors of their husbands that he got grossed the fuck out. (laughs) He wouldn't do divorce cases. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't last forever. Uh, A year after joining this law firm, uh, he opens his own branch Mm. of this law firm and becomes a full partner. Wow. Wow. And then he's cast in a play. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, he's cast in a play, uh, and he meets and falls in love with Thelma Ryan. Oh. But uh, she does not fall in love with him. In fact, she rejects him several times, probably because he's a lawyer, am I right? And eventually concedes, dates him for two years, and then marries him on June 21st, 1940. Oh, so this wasn't in the play. He actually fell in love with her. Yeah, he actually fell in love with her. Ah, it, okay. Not in the plague, you moron. Sorry, I was half listening. <laughs> I was half speaking. I don't know anymore. Perfect.
1: Okay, so uh, he yeah. marries this this Ryan, Thelma. He marries Ryan. this actress, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, but at first she like, doesn't want to do it. Mm. <laughs> she's like, nah, I don't want to date you. Right. I don't want to date you. Okay, let's yeah, date dick, for two you know. years. And you know, he's a lawyer, raking in the cash. Yeah. And then she's like, alright, I'll probably be okay with you. So she marries him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not calling her a mercenary. No. I did not call her that. I wow. didn't! I didn't fucking call her that, wow. okay? Okay. Wow. So in 1942, the one half-happy couple moves to DC, where Nixon took a job at the Office of Price Administration. <laughs> I would look that up, but I don't care! It's a job! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but of course, uh, you know what time it is. I, you know what time no, it is, James? I don't know. That's right, James! What? It's time! <laughs> It's time for World War II. <laughs> <laughs> he was assigned to handle the rationing of time. <laughs> wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, let's, that's what he's doing. Let's dissect this for a minute. Okay, let's do,
1: the ra- let's do it. Okay, so ration. Oh, actually, we don't need to dissect it. It makes perfect sense now that my three brain cells are dissecting it.
0: Wait what? What? The rationing the of
1: tires. I was like, "What does that mean?" Well, you right, need rubber for jeep. Food Jeeps rations
0: and... to the tired and poor. E- yes, <laughs> and you <laughs> feed like them six rubber. Jokes that fucked up in there. Perfect. I think I'm dehydrated. Oh dear. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: <laughs> ah, yes. Good water. All right. So, uh, as you can imagine, this is kind of boring. Yeah. (laughs) Handling tire rations. Right. Um, So, he, like, totally hates it. So much so that he eventually joins up with the Navy uh, with an officer's commission and is appointed Lieutenant Junior Grade in the Navy Reserve. Oh, great. (laughs) So, it's slightly less boring. Yeah. Um, But, overall, Nixon's role in the war is kind of boring. (laughs) He ended up in the Pacific Theater nice. where he did some things, um, and he does these things so well. Jesus God. <laughs> he does these things so well, he wins a medal for being really efficient. That's, <laughs> That's just, so lame. <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back Tailgunner Joe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So then he goes back to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is appointed administrative officer of the Alameda Naval Air Station. I think it's Alameda. Sure. I don't know. I'm not from California. <laughs> um, and he does his job for a few years, oh, I guess, before God. he's sent to Philly, where he gets another letter of commendation for being incredibly efficient and hardworking. working <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> But look at this, okay? Look at okay. It, okay, yeah. He's getting all these commendations, all these medals, all these scholarships, all mm. these awards for being like really good at like following the rules and playing by the book. Yeah, yeah, that can that's good, right? So he's he's known for, like I said, playing by the book, which is not what we know Richard Nixon for, is it? Oh shit! No, no, no. Which well, we'll get to it later, but okay, yeah. Hmm. Up to this point. He's totally playing by the playing by the rules and having the old American success story by you know going to Duke University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh-huh. he keeps doing his efficiency things and uh, you know all all of that sort of thing. And then he's nominated to run for California State Congress. Oh wow! So he does. And he wins by suggesting his Democratic opponent is an ACTUAL COMMUNIST. <laughs> wow, McCarthy, really. Uh, that's part of his strategy. Uh, so he crushes this red bastard Good. With a wave of Republican fury. And you should see the goddamn state of California in 1950. Really? Almost completely red. jeez. Oh, <laughs> As opposed to now when they're actually just entirely red bastards. Yep. <laughs> uh just kidding california we know you bleed blue yeah yeah and we don't care <laughs> nope because <laughs> we don't because care we about don't. you
1: we <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've just <laughs> fallen to the sea already
0: oh god I, I'm Did, kidding. okay so have, I'm I, kidding. I, have i told you about about uh my job at walmart yet have i explained to you no not really bad? Okay, so I discovered something interesting. Mm-hmm. There's there, there's a couple of things that are that are rather interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one, there, is, and I, d- I did know this about Hollywood that Hollywood refers to, um, and there's no way to say this politely. Okay, so forgive me in advance. Just forgive me. Uh, sure, I th- um, th- maybe. Hollywood has a demographic called the urban demographic. Do uh, you know what that is? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. So we have an ur- urban demographic shelf oh, at Walmart, oh, which God. is interesting. Um, but it's positioned right next to, I shit you not, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's own shelf. Wait, what? He has his own, they call it a mod, he has his own mod okay at Walmart. His All The Rock movies, all the time. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's how many movies he's been in. <laughs> <laughs> and they're constantly selling out. What? Which is amazing. Yeah. For so many reasons. But anyway, he's positioned right next to the urban market, which is, huh, fun. Yeah, I kind of like The Rock. Yeah, I'll I like didn't like too. him at first, but like the more movies he's made, and the fact that he hasn't yet made a really, really, really sucky movie well, yep. except for Doom. But I didn't see that; I just heard it was sucky. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I keep stocking his movies, and I'm like. Remember me, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. <Yeah. laughs> Little Aaron C. Stocking <laughs> movies at Walmart.
1: Remember me when you go to your kingdom. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, anyway. Well, that's quite odd. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's also not surprising, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney has its own shelf, and DreamWorks has its own shelf. and DreamWorks is horrific. Oh, dear. Like, if you go into a Walmart and you look at the DreamWorks shelf, mm-hmm. the covers are all the same. What do you mean? It's just—it's just the lead character of the movie, or whoever made w- made the most waves on social media or whatever. Uh-huh. It's just their face, uh-huh. super close up on a white background, smirking. Oh, it sucks. Oh, gosh, <laughs> it sucks so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, and wow. the Disney shelf isn't much better. It's pretty similar, actually. Okay. Hmm. Um, but anyway. Well, how's the really rock? Matter. How's the rock? How are his? dvds oh they're all over the place they're great it's oh, just perfect the rock looking cool in various uh, poses various positions yeah. and they have the music playing nearby and a do know what the rock is cooking and everything <laughs> um yeah wow. yeah hmm. anyway how did we get on that <laughs> uh, i have i have no idea uh something about hollywood hollywood red bastards california bleeds blue all right oh, that's so right. anyway Nixon goes on to vote for some things and do some more Republican shit, and literally I'm just skimming over it because it is boring as hell Good. and it seems to make no difference, even though it probably did in sure. monumental ways <laughs> It's just, it's not much fun for a podcast no. So he's doing Republican stuff Good. Um, And then he joins the House of Un-American Activities Committee hmm. Whack! <laughs> wait, wait, wait wait! The Un-American Activities Committee? <laughs> yeah, the House of Un-American Activities Committee. Ah. Didn't we talk about them with Joseph McCarthy? Yeah, remind me Remind me what it is They're basically big anti-communists. Oh, okay. So they're not the
1: un-Americans. They're trying to find the un-Americans.
0: Yeah, Richard Nixon is not un-American. Oh, I know. That's why I was confused. He is the American. He's the most American son of a bitch. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so he's in whack now. Okay. (laughs) Um, And he does some anti-communist stuff, uh, including co-sponsoring a bill meant to force communist party members to register to basically be spied on all the time. Good. Uh, the bill did not pass. <laughs> but this doesn't stop Nixon from hunting down the commie bastards anyway. Yes. <laughs> he orders the investigation of a guy named, I think it's Alger. 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 Mm-hmm. Alger Hiss, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who he believes is a communist spy. Yeah. And Hiss is like, I'm not a spy. And he files a lawsuit for def- defamation uh, before, uh oh. Uh oh, some papers just suddenly appeared that proved hiss was a commie. Whoa well, oh, shit. And these were known uh huh as the pumpkin papers. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because they've been hidden in a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I am not making this <laughs> shit <laughs> up. <laughs> So so, so Tricky Dick
1: is in a pumpkin patch yeah. <laughs> and he just reaches into one, looking for who knows what, and then pulls out these papers like he's Joseph Smith yeah. and the papers say that this dude, Algar Hiss, is a commie. Yeah! That's basically that's what That's so happened. American!
0: I know! Wow. He's like, just he's like, I found these papers <laughs> they were in a pumpkin hiss is a communist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So during the preceding perjury trials, <laughs> his attorney at one point attacked the guy who found the papers oh. by calling him an enemy of the Republic, a blasphemer of Christ, <laughs> a disbeliever in God with no respect for matrimony or motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> you can't even play. It's like a different fucking planet. What? <laughs> Absolutely fucking uh, bonkers. And
1: you know what the sad thing is? Is I know huh. people who would use that
0: as a defense. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, but not openly and in court. I well, mean, maybe not. Hopefully not. <laughs> well, not as much anymore. It would be laughed. Wow. At yeah. Lot, I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> That is so, like, so good. They're basically saying this guy is an atheistic, satanist, communistic motherfucker oh my in gosh. court. <laughs> uh, despite this stunning repartee, though, uh-huh. uh, the attorneys lost the cause. Wow! <laughs> and his went to prison for five years. Oh, good. So this communist atheist or whatever is gone. Good. Yeah. Just get him off the streets. Get him off the streets. Get him out of the pumpkin patch. <laughs> get him gone. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin papers. <laughs> anyway, so, like, pumpkin paper... Yeah, pumpkin papers is, like, huh. part of why it became such a big case. is because, right? Like... Yeah. That's a nice little bookmark, or a, or a or a dog tag, or whatever. Or a headline, or a clickbait, or whatever. Right. Pumpkin papers? What the fuck? Yep. So, anyway... <laughs> we could just call this episode pumpkin papers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet it
0: would get a lot of clicks.
1: Well, it's never... I mean, this is our backup, Shrieky so clicks. it doesn't really
0: matter... <laughs> Yeah, it is a bad Yeah, deal. yeah, so, yeah. yeah We're never going to release no. it anyway. Anyway, so the Pumpkin Papers' ordeal effectively makes Nixon famous. Hmm. Uh, so he wins re-election and stays a congressman. Good! <laughs> uh, in 1949, he ran against a New Yorker named Vito Marcantonio. <laughs> Sounds
1: like a communist anti-Christian uh, douchist
0: yeah, to me. and he won by accusing Vito of... Being a commie motherfucker, <laughs> right? Of course, good. And this is this is actually how he got the absolutely fucking amazing nickname, Tricky Dick, <laughs> because he kept he kept pulling the strategy. We're like, yeah, you either elect me or you elect a communist. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Yeah, easy choice. Pick the dick. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so now Nixon is in the Senate, and he's thirty-seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not in his early life anymore, but again. We're going to be talking about his presidency. Right. Right. So that's going to be his adult life. And, oh my god, pardon me. You are excused, pumpkin paper. Thank you you for excusing me, but, uh... Do you know what time it is, James? No. It's time for the Korean War! (laughs) Yeah, so we've hit World War II and the Korean War in the early life. Is that a record? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And unlike many Americans, he lived through both of them, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Oh, God! (laughs) Jesus Christ! Wow. I am, uh... So, during the Korean War, uh, Nixon takes a very strong anti-communist position. Surprise, surprise. Speaking up against communist bullshittery whenever he could. Uh... um, And he maintained good relations with none other than... Tailgunner Joseph McCarthy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he kept a good distance from him politically because the guy was fucking crazy. Yeah. Good move. Good tricky dick so, move. All right. So among the good things that uh, Nixon did. Mm-hmm. Which we never talk about, because all he did was Watergate. He cheated, Yeah, that was exactly what that yeah. was, right? Uh, so among the good things he did during this time was he supported civil rights. Oh, good! As a Republican. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, and he frequently supported disaster relief. Excellent. Um, he also voted against benefits for illegal immigrants, which is not... It depends on where you stand politically. Right. But pretty typical Republican shit, right? Yep. Um, make of that what you will. That's more of his... That's more of his controversial Sure. But I don't think civil rights are controversial, so I thought I'd... I I hope not. And then in 1952, Dwight D. Eisenhower was nominated for president. uh, And in 1952, I wrote it twice. He was elected president, or nominated for president twice. Oh my god! What? I can't talk. (laughs) I can't talk, man. I can't talk. That's okay. It's this closet. It's this closet. Mm, Just
1: come out of it anyway.
0: But... Oh god. But anyway, so Dwight... (laughs) Eisenhower is nominated for president in 1952. Mm -hmm. And he chooses Nixon as his running mate. Ooh, okay. Nixon was 39. (laughs) And let the bullshit media spin begin. (laughs) Oh, no. So the media attempts to paint Nixon as some kind of a fraud because he had a perfectly legal political fund set up to reimburse him for political expenses. Okay, great. Right, which, this is complicated as fuck, but it's still a little shady. Sure. Um, hmm. basically, what's happening is, like, he's spending money on his political shit. Yeah. Right? Um, and he set up this, like, questionably legal fund to pay for stupid shit that he was buying. <laughs> Namely, a dog named Checkers. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, it's it's a huge debacle. He has to go on, on, on the air, basically, to defend the use of this fund. Hmm. And he gives this speech, and it's known as the checker's speech. You know, real quick, I gotta say. Okay.
1: Don't you miss the days where presidential candidates were being harassed for buying a a pet puppy? Rather (laughs) than... You know, did you rape this woman or did you kill oh Americans God. in Benghazi? No,
0: I'm being serious. Like, no, no, I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got. Gotcha. Like,
1: there's so much horrible shit on both Trump and Clinton back or now that they're running because we are totally recording this before Trump has been elected. <laughs> uh, this is our backup.
0: <laughs> yes, but uh, it, it's just horrible (laughs) well it's political corruption yeah absolutely yeah and i don't know this is kind of this is kind of a funny one because like that's the kind of shit that would be on the books like oh he spent money on a fucking dog Mm -hmm. using you know political money or whatever like that's on the books and that looks bad but like you know it's not salacious it's just kind of like oh he he cheated the system yeah um it doesn't sound as bad as, oh, we got Americans killed or, you know, whatever the fuck else. Right. Um, yeah. It doesn't sound like, you know, authorized drone strikes on civilians or right. some shit <laughs> like that. You know, it's just yeah. like, oh, he made this minor little error uh, and we're going to get him for it. You know, he's corrupt to the core, you know. Yeah, I guess it's Straight just... Of course- well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, of course it stuck to Nixon because he was like this symbol of, you know, doing it the right way, the American way. Right, yeah. Yeah, so like that, anything they can get him for to prove that he's just like everyone else, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to do it. He bought a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and named it Checkers. It's adorable. Ugh, <laughs> the horror the, the horror the horror the horror
1: i can't say it i am unable to say that word try again just one more
0: time the horror do it for our patrons the horror the horror Duh. The horror. horror yeah but anyway so he goes on the air to defend the purchase of this dog mm mm-hmm. and uh, not exactly that i'm kind of distilling it for the sake of fun yes um <laughs> But it was called the Checkers Speech. The Checkers Speech. Okay. Yeah. It was named after the goddamn dog, uh. and it was the most heard speech in America up to that point in history. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> World War II is over. Nope. Pearl Harbor. Nope. Uh, we'll fight them on the beaches. Nope. The Checkers, checkers the Speech. Dog. Yep. <laughs> Everyone's got to listen to the Checkers Speech. Uh, good. <laughs> So the way Nixon he the way Nixon framed it, I listened to the whole speech. It's amazing. It is a uh-huh. it is a masterpiece wow. of political maneuvering. Yeah. Right. So he reframed it from being about like political corruption, I spent money on personal things, to I spent money on my on a little dog for my little daughter. Uh-huh. Um, and he was saying that the fund wasn't extravagant and that someone had used the fund to send a dog to his daughter named Checkers. Mm-hmm. And the mean media was trying to take away her little puppy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, and it fucking worked. <laughs> Don't take away the girl's dog. Um, so Dwight D. Eisenhower becomes president, and Dick becomes the vice president. Wow um but the the thing is uh nixon's little tricky dicking around was catching up with him mm.
2: mm-hmm. um, his
0: demonization of the democrats seemed to cause a huge backlash among voters because mm. he was essentially aligning them with like um like all democrats with communists ah uh, man we haven't heard that before no never heard that one before <laughs> yeah. never said it before either <laughs> it's true bright, bright judge report <laughs> wake up people that's my favorite joke from the early episode. Yep. <laughs> um, so anyway, so he demonized Democrats, you know. Oh, they're all communists, all of them, you know. Oh my God, I gotta move these Karma. I keep waving my... God damn it. <laughs> are you done yet? I haven't got it yet. Hold on. What are you... All right. All right, I got it. Sorry, the hanger's in the closet. Just okay. anyway, so yeah, he he uh, he had big problems hmm. uh, after this because he was he was aligning a moderate sort of party, almost, sure. relatively speaking, yeah. with a very not moderate party. <laughs> okay. Oh, they're all communists. I mean, it's like you know, uh, yeah, we have heard that today. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, yeah, laughs> so all Yeah.
1: We've heard all right-wingers are fascists and all left-wingers are communists and
0: yeah we've heard it all before it this never works
1: you always oh, piss it, off half of the population and then you
0: lose they're like wait we're not nazis yeah <laughs> like fuck you and they vote against you. yeah exactly Ugh. so like nixon's popularity was tanking mm-hmm. at this time Yeah. Um, So and he lost the Republicans both houses of Congress in the 1954 elections. Good. Yeah. The Democrats got it all Hmm. because people were like, "Hey, uh, fuck you. We're not communists, and you know we don't like seeing people being called communists who aren't communists." Well, yeah. Um, So we're gonna take away both the House and the Senate. Well,
1: there you go. Yeah. And remember that this was a little later on, but remember when we covered Frank Church. Uh, yeah. he was a democrat and he was staunchly anti-communist. So
0: That's right. It's just ridiculous. Ugh. Because you can be both. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can Oh, Jesus. Okay. You can be a nuanced person without confining yourself to a homogenous sect. <laughs> what a good joke. <laughs> uh, ha, 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 wait.
1: It's not Where a was joke. The joke. It's not a joke. <laughs>
0: That's what my joke is. Oh, the joke is that it was not a joke. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So anyway, um, people would do well to remember this midterms, which we're not at the midterms yet because Trump hasn't been elected yet when this episode was Of course
1: out. not, because this know. is our backup episode that will never release because episode. nothing will ever go wrong. <laughs>
0: nothing will ever, ever go wrong. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So they lost all these, all these elections because mm. they were comparing Democrats to communists and, uh, communists, and Nixon responded to this by strongly considering leaving politics after his first term was up. Wow. <laughs> um, but no sooner was he contemplating leaving politics forever than Eisenhower suffered a major heart attack in the late September of 1955, Oof. which meant that Nixon would probably Take over. For oh them. wow, yeah. That's right. And so how did Nixon respond? He's gonna stay in politics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eisenhower's a communist? <laughs> <laughs> um, he responded actually quite admirably. Oh. Um he <laughs> took control over everything uh and spent a lot of time ty- trying to maintain the balance of power within the White House. And he also made no attempt to take more control than he had to. Hmm. Uh, he was reported to have behaved honorably in Eisenhower's absence um, but nonetheless when Nixon decided he would seek second a se oh my god a second term as VP Eisenhower suggested that he not do it huh um, probably because of the whole losing the House and Senate thing. sure <laughs> um, but he also said hey just run on my run on my cabinet you know <laughs> mm-hmm. like um, because I don't want you to be my VP because you're deeply unpopular right now. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen because Nixon was like, fuck no, I ain't running no goddamn cabinet. I want to be the VP. Mm-hmm. And Eisenhower was like, okay. And so Nixon was. Uh, but only because a bunch of people wrote in Nixon's name as a candidate for presidency against Eisenhower. Whoa. Which scared the shit out of him so much. He was like, all right, dude, put the gun down. You can be the <laughs> VP. All right. Yeah. Um, because people, like I said, he was deeply unpopular, but he was—he had still done such a good job in Eisenhower's absence.
1: Yeah, and I'm guessing he had some really loyal fans.
0: <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, but it doesn't take 50% of the vote to swing away something. It takes like five percent. Sure. So yeah, you know, Eisenhower sees that Nixon might actually be a good, uh, a decent competitor, hmm. and so he's like, "Come on back, bro." And Nixon does, and the two win a second election together. Aww. Go. <laughs> and we're not through his early life yet. This is all his presented. early life. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So in 1957, Nixon went to Africa, and when he came back, he helped push through the Civil Rights Act of 1957. Well, that's good. Yeah, a Republican, everyone. Well, a Republican, interesting. just so you know. So wait, are yeah. you saying that not all Republicans are racists? Uh, uh, Am I? <laughs> I don't know. I, hold, hold on, the protesters are organizing outside of my closet. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway. 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 Nixon goes to Africa, comes back, helps with civil rights, and then Eisenhower had another damn stroke. Oh, dear. Um, and the problem is, Nixon is on his way to South America. Okay. Um, during this. And this is where he was met with student protests. Um, he had objects chucked at him, and he had to deal with a mob rush that went after his hotel. Oh. And then he went on to Caracas, where mobs of people armed with pipes attack his limousine. Oh, gosh. Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably super complicated. I just. It was like one of those things that I couldn't look into. All we know is that he was protesting in South America.
1: Okay, I'm guessing, and I I have no idea, but there were a lot of communist uprisings in Central and South America during this time. So I'm guessing there was a lot of anti American fervor as these perhaps communist loyal mobs saw <laughs> so, uh, yeah. the vice president in a limousine, I mean, yeah, I, I'd attack him too if I was of that opinion.
0: All right, well, that's, uh, that is that uh, is hypothetical because I didn't do the reading, but that does sound like it would happen because, again, I, I put student protests here for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. Who so, knows? Meh. I mean, because everyone who listens to the podcast knows that that is a fucking pattern <laughs> if, if I ever heard one. Um, yeah. I was watching a Vsauce video about finding patterns, and I was like, shit, I might be, like, a conspiracy theorist or something. (laughs) Then again, then again, who uh, isn't? The moon landing was faked. Right. um, And, you know, the Earth is flat, so there you go. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so Nixon comes back to the States after getting things thrown at him uh, and attacked with pipes, and he claimed there was, uh, quote absolute proof that the protesters were directed and controlled by a central communist conspiracy mm. yeah um so <laughs> a little bit conspiracy yeah. theory bit there because he literally used the word conspiracy <laughs> uh-huh. so after this uh, Nixon went to Russia and had an informal debate with Nikita Khrushchev about whether capitalism worked better than, better than communism cool uh, which is really interesting. This was known as the kitchen debate because it took place in a model kitchen meant to represent what the average American could pay for in a capitalist system. Interesting. They had, like, museums for what capitalism looked like and that sort of thing. Wow. Kind of interesting. Wait, the Russians know. did? Yes, they did. And that's where they had this debate. It was like, it changed the whole face of the uh, of the Russia-American relations for a while because they were just standing in a kitchen talking <laughs> on camera. Hmm. Can you believe that? It's kind of weird. That is, that, uh, wow. I mean, this is during yeah, the Cold War, and that's. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And they were like talking and joking and making jokes at one another about being, you know, dirty capitalists and dirty communists and other things. <laughs> um, but in the end, kind of funny. we all eat food. Yep. It's kind of. <laughs>
1: Except for communists, they don't eat food.
0: Commun- <laughs> I did that was coming. Oh, man. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> So then Eisenhower's term ends, mm-hmm. and Nixon decides, you guessed it, to run for president. Oh, boy. And it was probably more complicated than that, but there you go, I'm a dumbass, <laughs> and I, I it's not that I was lazy on this, it's just that I couldn't pick, I couldn't choose to write about everything. Yeah. So I had to pick my pick my battles, so to speak. Sure. But the point is, he's running for president, and he's running against this guy, um, this n- fucking nobody named John F. Kennedy. Who? <laughs> <laughs> and it was during this election cycle that JFK and Nixon held the first televised presidential debates. Wow. Which is significant. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you go watch them, they're actually debates. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just so name calling? It's not just name calling wow. and, and smirking and, and you know rolling your eyes and going, you know, because you'd be in jail. I'm glad we live in of... the civilized era. I'm so glad <laughs> we live in a civilized era where our debates are Ah oh, man, the last days of the Obama presidency. Mm. <laughs> Things feel normal. <laughs> <laughs> Things feel normal, vaguely impending doomish. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. So, yeah, Obama's still president. What do you think of that, James? <laughs> Could be good or bad,
1: depending on your opinions. I am Lord. not going. I'm gonna piss people
0: off just by saying that. Like, <laughs> so you know, you know, one of my favorite things to do uh, is to go onto. Uh, oh God, no! Like, I, I would say extreme right and left sites. Mm. Less so left because they don't allow comment sections over there. <laughs> True. Um, more so the right. I saw my favorite. Oh no! My favorite nickname for Democrats I've ever seen. Oh, most, please tell my me. My entire because they got like demon rats, Democrats all around. Oh yeah. But <laughs> 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 it was Dematron. <laughs> <laughs> Demetrons! I couldn't believe it. <laughs> the obozo elected zombified Demetron. <laughs> I took a screenshot for it because I couldn't believe it. Whoa. It was so funny. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, There's no fucking air in here. Maybe that's why I got high last time. There's no air in the fucking closet. <laughs> Wait, what time? (laughs) Wait, what time? Oh yeah, in the future. (laughs) You Dematron. (laughs) You Dematron. (laughs) Wow. Well, I, I mean, I've seen Retardlikin too. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, and, and totally polite and yeah. not at all, you know, not at all disgusting or whatever. Right. Oh, um, I've seen all of it, you know. But anyway, so it's like really fun to go read the fringes of society and then return to a place where people speak sense. The moderates? I mean, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where are they? Uh, no <laughs> <Consist>. <laughs> So we were talking about debates Before mm. we got mm-hmm. off on a tangent Because I might be getting high again Good or For the first time <laughs> for the not first again. first time <laughs> um, God Alright, there's no air in this closet mm. Whew. Maybe you should say something for a little while James I've been talking so much Well, How far are we into this thing?
1: Yeah, when does Nixon's early An life hour? end? Oh gosh, this is going to be a long episode <laughs> We might run out of time no. Oh yeah. yeah Yeah, what time do you have to work? I work at 7. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: so we got 8 we hours. We have 14 minutes. <laughs> All right. Um. Hmm. Okay, let's carry on, because the high is leaving now that I'm breathing air. Oh, good. Um, maybe that's why I was so talkative on Bryce's little home, uh, what was it, Mormon homes talk or whatever. Um because yeah. i was high in my closet no the door was open so i was probably fine okay <laughs> so anyway so they have these debates all right they have these debates and they're televised and they're televised and jfk is one handsome son of a bitch oh, he you is know? uh and nixon also is like kind of old looking and republican-y and all that stuff and he looks disheveled <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes on television with a five o'clock shadow yeah and he's standing next to JFK, you know, the handsome bastard. Right. Anyway, Nixon loses. <laughs> Go figure. Well, I heard. And there's this question. sorry, so I I, uh,
1: I remember reading when I was a history major back when I actually had brain cells. Uh, I remember reading that the people who listen, they they um, the people who listened to this debate uh, via radio most agreed that Nixon had won the debate. But those who watched it on TV all pretty much agreed that Kennedy had won the debate.
0: Yeah. So just interesting. That's actually true.
1: Well, Kennedy was prettier.
0: He simply is prettier. And he
1: can JF my K anytime he wants.
0: Just follow your nose... follow your night but whatever because <laughs> okay. that actually has a k in it oh knight. yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did that even get there i wonder i don't know anyway nixon loses all right sure. and there's this question going around about voter fraud in two states where kennedy won mm. But get this, Mm -hmm. Nixon refuses to even consider contesting the election. What? (laughs) Worrying that any sort of infighting like that might hurt the U.S.'s global. No! No way! What? That's incredible! React, James! Give us your full reaction! (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, well... There's... I've just... Possible voter fraud. Mm. (laughs) The loser refuses to consider contesting the election. Jeez. Jeez. So in the end, they were all Americans? What? Well, it's a high ground move for Nixon. Yeah. Because he says, I'm gonna, I'm worried about the global image. We don't need to be infighting or talking about corruption or anything. We don't want that on our resume, so to speak. That's crazy. Yeah, is weird? I remember when Bush beat Al Gore, uh, but not
1: by the popular vote, just the electoral vote. And uh, so many people on the left are angry about this and... You know, Florida came into question and they're. Everyone that. up in arms. And then I remember when Obama beat uh, McCain, and then again he beat Romney. And although everyone on the right was like, oh, how did Obama win? Like, everything was
0: rigged. Uh, I'm sorry, but those elections were obvious.
1: (laughs) Oh, for sure. The Republicans brought forth the pastiest, oldest, most boring statues.
0: (laughs) One of them was literally
1: a Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) When a Mormon is your best
0: candidate, you know you're
1: going to (laughs) lose.
0: I mean, okay, every president has to go, oh, I'm a little Christian. Yeah. Right, they kind of have to. I'm a little, a little. Christian, well, every president you know, like,
1: has been a Christian, uh, other than yeah. Actually, that's true. Everyone has.
0: Yeah, but uh, so they have to they have to say it a little bit, pay res- pay lip service to being their to their to their Christian faith, which they take oh so seriously. Hey, this
1: is a Christian nation, man. We were founded on Christian principles.
0: <laughs> I just watched National Treasure. <laughs> Good and the Freemasons yeah it's
1: so good
2: (laughs) it's so good
0: and that's why that's why in the future I'll be making many memes about national treasure Mm, yeah good Um, (laughs) but that'll be probably sometime uh, next July no next next July in 2018 oh in 2018
1: okay 2018 Hmm. yeah not
0: 2017
1: yeah Um, speaking of the future also I was gonna say um this will never happen okay But if the the Republican candidate, Donald Trump, does beat Hillary Clinton, which, (laughs) what the hell? But I'm guessing that a lot of people on the left are going to say things like voter fraud and, you know, try and split the nation instead of realizing that we're all Americans right yeah 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 mm-hmm. exactly i mean everyone does I mean, it I, i'm not i'm not picking on the left more than the right because the, i rem, I was living with a family who holds right standards and they were so mad when obama won i mean it just happens over and over again Ugh.
0: continue to make your point maybe just step back like richard nixon <laughs> yeah i hate politics why are we talking about back to tricky Dick. So anyway, Tricky Dick doesn't want to damage the U.S.'s global image. Which I still find right. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I find it amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I read the whole damn story, and that's the best part It's of, really you know, honorable. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he goes back to California because he's you know, not president, mm-hmm. and he writes a best-selling book about his time as vice president. And there he runs for governor and loses so badly, <laughs> a lot of people think his political career is over. Jeez. He, he vows in his concession speech, Uh, that it's his last press conference Mm -hmm. uh, and the media... uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He vows it's his last press conference and the media goes and gets that guy. Remember? Alger Hiss. Oh, shit. You know, the the pumpkin paper guy? The damn purger and alleged communist spy? Oh, God. And he comes on the air to attack Nixon. I'm sure he's a fair and balanced source. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So guess what happens when you kick a downed dog? A PETA gets after your By bringing Alger Hiss on to, to pick on Nixon. What? People get pissed off with you. Ooh. Because people don't like seeing you kick a down dog, mm, right? Especially a goddamned American hero. Yeah. <laughs> like Richard Nixon. Yeah. So then JFK gets assassinated mm. um, in, during his presidency, and Lyndon B. Johnson takes his place, who is, you know, Richard Nixon 0.5 alpha or whatever. Whoa, okay. Um, <laughs> In the 1964 election, Nixon supports a guy named Barry Goldwater hmm. for the presidency. Mm-hmm. And Goldwater just fucking loses everything. Oh gosh. Off. But Nixon decides it's time to get revenge on those bastards. Hmm. He decides to run again in 1968 against a dude named Hubert Humphrey. You cannot win anything in politics with that name. <laughs> Nope, you just can't. <laughs> Hubert uh, now, Humphrey. Hubert Humphrey, aside from looking like a balder Stephen Fry with an attitude problem, uh, was a controversial kind of guy. Mainly, he was aligned with Lyndon B. Johnson, hmm. a man who was deeply unpopular. Right. Um, there were also five or six million other reasons ag- amongst Democratic voters that caused his numbers to slip. Oh, dear. I'm not going to list them because I don't care. Right. But also boring. Yeah. Um, it's like his domestic policy was aligned with such and such, and everyone's like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Nixon's running on a campaign of stability, hmm. right? And he's running—he's running on kind of an anti-hippie platform. Good. Um, and his vice president pick was a dude named Spiro Agnew. Ooh, cool name. Uh, who was pretty far to the right. Oh, just just a little. A little too far. Um. No, I didn't say okay. that. It a just a little, okay. little far okay. to the yeah. right. I don't know. I didn't read about Spiro Agnew because the episode's about Nixon, ah. not Agnew. Good. So there you go. Anyway, so it was Nixon who first appealed to the so-called silent majority hmm. of conservative Americans. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, was the, he coined the phrase. Did he? Or maybe someone made it popular. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> but he was the first one to say that. Yeah. The silent majority is going to come out and vote for me. Um. Hmm. By the way, my favorite character ever in a Call of Duty Zombies game was Richard Nixon. <laughs> oh, I remember that map. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> JFK close second. Yes. Uh, How can it not absolutely. be? Absolutely. Yeah. That was the last time I enjoyed a Call of Duty game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, this is this running on stability and appealing to a silent majority is not a bad strategy. Sure. Um, In fact, it's so not a bad strategy that Nixon just crushes Hubert Humphrey. (laughs) Um, Except, I mean, he barely won the popular vote, Uh but he absolutely conquered the electoral vote. There you go. He got 301 votes to Humphrey's 191. Jeez. All right, so Nixon uh, pledged in his victory speech to bring together a divided nation. Oh, good. Is that eerie at all? (laughs) I feel like uh, every president says that. <laughs> uh, I See, I haven't, I, didn't, I don't remember hearing that from presidents. I, I remember them saying, we're divided, but not like, we need to get together and understand each other. I remember when uh, Bush,
1: the second Bush, said it after September 11th, uh, which I guess well, he yeah. wasn't during his running, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like, it takes nothing like, or rather, uh, nothing unites people quite like a disaster True. that affects all of them. True, yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, he's president now, Hmm. which means we can quit. Oh, and by the way, the Vietnam War has been going on for 13 years at this point. Oh, (laughs) That will come up later, but for now, we're done with Nixon. Thank fucking Jesus. That was his early life? (laughs) That was his early life, and I'm ready for you to tell me about Bartholomew Roberts' early life for about five minutes before we go right back to Nixon. Oh, gosh.
1: Okay, yeah, and I do not have (laughs) nearly as much on Bartholomew Roberts' early life. Okay, Uh,
0: but his adult life. Yeah,
1: uh, Star Life has some stuff. Not not as, as much.
0: <laughs> it's about as long you as your lazy, intro. James. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We're... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. I wrote far too much for for Nixon. That's okay. It's um, totally my bad. Um, but you know, I keep tackling these giant characters. And That's fine. That's good. It's fine for our listeners, but it drives me crazy. I'm putting (laughs) like 40 hours of work into these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a full-time job, and it doesn't pay a dime except for the beautiful money that our beautiful patrons give us. Oh, yes. A little bit at a time. God bless them. Whatever they can muster, (laughs) they give. Yeah, But anyway, so... What do you say? You want to take a break or you want to move into Barthel- Bartholomew Roberts' Early Life?
1: I say this. I say we do Bartholomew Roberts' Early Life because it's literally two paragraphs and then we take a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then we can tackle Richard Nixon's adult life. <laughs> I am not a crook.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't
1: know. Good. Yeah. Go ahead and Resident give it Nixon. all away. Jeez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are some words that Nixon used a lot? Presidency. Was Communist. Communist conspiracy. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, those were the only words he knew, I thought. Crook. <laughs> checkers. Poor <laughs> little dog. Checkers. Pumpkin papers.
2: <laughs>
0: Pumpkin paper. I don't know. <laughs> do Bartholomew or Roberts early life. Do it. Okay, do I'll it. do it. Do it. So, right. Bartholomew Roberts was
1: born not as Bartholomew, but as John Roberts. Why would you switch? John's a great name. John is a good name, but it's kind of boring. Bartholomew is more
0: Barthier. I don't know. It's got some muse in there, too. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so John Roberts... Call to the muse at the beginning of a legend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John Roberts was born in the good year of 1682 in Pembrokeshire in Wales. Great. Yep. And little Johnny had a splendid childhood that we know pretty much nothing about. Uh... (laughs) He may have gone to sea briefly at the age of thirteen, but who knows? So oh we're gonna skip his entire life, which we know, or early life, which we know nothing about, and head on over to when little Johnny is about thirty-six years old.
0: Now hold up, uh-huh. hold up, uh-huh. last time we made a leap like that, uh-huh. it was John Ziska.
1: Oh, and that was a bigger and that leap. Turned out great. Yeah, this is a good yeah. story.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: Yeah, and guess what? What? John Roberts was definitely a loser millennial. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because at age 36, all he has to show is being a mate on a one-masted tiny little sloop from Barbados. Oh. So. That's it? Take heart, listeners. Uh, You may still live in your parents' basement, have no children, and no job, but at least you're not a mate on a sloop from Barbados. (laughs) That's true. I...
0: It's true. Mm. Yeah. You're going to say something. The basement is better than Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyway, all right, he's a pirate. I'm no, such a dumb. No, 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 he's not a pirate. He's just a
1: mate working on a sloop. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a mate. Yep. Yep. All right. But anyway, the the next year in 1719, John Roberts moves up in the world. And uh, and? uh I've got a question for you. What are the Welsh known for? Besides fucking their siblings, fucking their oh sheep, God. and losing rebellions.
0: I thought we hated the New Zealanders, not the Welsh. Mm, I
1: mm, well, don't you know. <laughs> I don't hate the Welsh. I don't hate the Welsh. This is an honest question. I'm talking about their history and their culture. I'm Welsh. I have
0: Welsh blood in me. <laughs> uh, well, what do, they, what do they do? What are they known for besides all of that? Mm-hmm. Um there was a guy in Red Dead Redemption who was Welsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and isn't there yeah. isn't there like a uh a uh a brand of peanut butter or what? something that sounds like Welsh uh, Walsh Skippy? <laughs> Why does it make me think of Welsh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Welsh make me think of peanut butter. I don't know what else to what? say um, Okay. has to do uh, that party I went to. Oh, dear. All right. Um, Sorry. All right. But that's my answer. No, uh,
1: it's not that. It's <laughs> slavery. Oh, no. So, our little, our little Welsh boy, who isn't actually a boy. He's like 36 or something. He gets involved with the old transatlantic slave trade.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: not a good start. Uh, and that is where we will leave John Roberts, who is not yet Bartholomew Roberts, until we return for his adult life.
0: Okay. I just thought of the worst joke I could ever make, but I'm not going to make it. Okay, please don't. (laughs) I won't. I won't. I won't. I just won't. I won't. And it's not about what you think. It just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Well, if it's not what It just (sighs) came... Oh, God. No joke. (laughs) No joke for you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) What the hell was that? (laughs) (laughs) A dragon. (laughs) There hasn't been a dragon in the Shire for seven years. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, I'm marking it. We're taking we'll a break. break. We'll be back, everybody. Welcome back to We Talk About Dead People. <laughs> um, we were talking about... What's his name? Bartholomew Roberts' early <laughs> life. <laughs> and we covered Nixon for, like, a goddamn hour. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, and I'll admit... When I got into his adult life, I started really compressing things because he's <laughs> okay. president, right? Yeah, he's president. Um, and ev- everything he does affects the world in, like, a huge way. Mm-hmm. And to record all the repercussions is, one, impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and to even harder than, like, with a typical person because, you know, they're not part of a movement. They're, they're the movement. Yeah. Right? So, anyway, his, his presidency, I'm not going to say I was lazy because I wasn't because the work... I did a lot of work to cut things out. Sure. um, Didn't agree with my narrative. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I went to great lengths to cut things out that didn't stick with, didn't seem interesting. Um, That is just my creative liberty. Um, And I'm not altering the story in a, and I'm just, how do I put this? It's abridged. You know, the only thing that I hate more than a commie is a history revisionist. That's exactly what I am. And I'm re re envisioning uh, Richard Nixon as the hero of the planet. (laughs) Okay. And I can see it right now. He's standing on top of the Capitol building with a big red cape. Mm. Wait, red? Um, Oh, shit. It's got to be the American flag. I'm also re envisioning him as a communist. Oh, gosh. Because that's the true hero
1: of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. Hey, at least we're not doing an actual communist this week. That feels kind of good.
1: Well, if we were actually doing a communist, we'd have to share him with everyone else we knew.
0: (laughs) Share the load. Um, (laughs) If you watch The Lord of the Rings and you say that's what she said after every line, you're usually correct. (laughs) Wow. Uh, No, really. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the share the load line. It's like it's so brilliant. It burns. It freezes. Uh, up, up, up the stairs we go, and then we come to the tunnel. <laughs> we're better than this, but we're not. We're not. <laughs> when there may be a day when the world of men fails, <laughs> but it's not this day. Uh, cast it into the fire, <laughs> oh, um, shards of Narsil, it's still sharp, um, <laughs> I choose a mortal life, I mean, <laughs> Shire Baggins, <laughs> a wizard Baggins. is never late, uh, look Mr. Frodo, oh. it's Uncle Bill, <laughs> <laughs> Every line, I shit you not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. How
1: have you not known this? <laughs> I had no childhood.
0: <laughs> I'm now. so
1: doing this when we finish.
0: <laughs> After we finish. <laughs> Hold out your hand, Frodo. <laughs> it's quite cool. <laughs> Stop. And then you see uh, oh. a <laughs> White <laughs> shirt. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. You know, I figured that out when I was 13. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Wow. And I've never revealed it until now. <laughs> and Josh, if you're listening to this, buddy, I hope you remember <laughs> it.
2: <too. laughs> okay. Wow.
0: Wow, I'm, like, sweating and crying <laughs> out of breath. Uh. Oh, that's what she said. All right, fuck. I am no man. (laughs) The
2: death shall not
0: suffer the living. Oh gosh, no! (laughs) (laughs) It's your fault you bring up the worst. I swear I'm a decent Christian human being. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs>
1: huh. So, back to Tricky Dick.
0: <laughs> oh, I just need a minute. Give, <laughs> give me a minute. Jesus God. Oh, I got to take off this extra layer. Why am I wearing a hoodie in Texas, you may ask? Well, we got rain and it cooled everything the fuck off to a nice 83 degrees and it feels like it's 40. Wow. Yeah. Oh god. All right. Huh. Hysteria. <laughs> I think we went completely insane there for a second. I think so. <laughs> we need to mark that. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> We're back. <laughs> To this emergency recording of uh, We Talk About Dead People, which doesn't exist yet because it's 2016 and we're still waiting on the election results. Fingers crossed mm. for uh, Gary Johnson. And, and Bernie uh, Sanders. Hopefully they will ally. <laughs> and Yeah, wouldn't it be great if Bernie Sanders was the pick by the DNC? Wouldn't that be what the people wanted? <laughs> I hope that Bernie Sanders and Gary Johnson
1: merge not their campaigns but their bodies uh i want Gary Johnson's smug face on Bernie Sanders old crippled body and then i will vote for Gary Sanders <laughs> Bernie Johnson Rich- <laughs>
0: Richard Nixon's adult (laughs) life, Please. (laughs) So when we left Richard Nixon, he was becoming president of the United fucking States, Mm. which is no small deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But things are going to get boring now because he's the president. And the way people write about presidents online and in every respect, except for like in their autobiographies or whatever, uh, is typically not chronological. Which just makes me mad. Which is just horrific. Mm. I hate it because time marches ever forward and not like forward a little and then back and then forward a little and then back. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they tend to go through like their foreign policy, their domestic policy and all the rest in their own sections. So instead of detailing exactly what Richard Nixon did as president, I'm going to just try and distill a whole bunch of things into factoids. Ready? No. Here we go. foreign policy <clears throat> Mao liked it what <laughs> <laughs> that's right Mao liked Richard uh, Nixon okay the most Republican son of a bit why uh, you ask because he thought he was forthright and honest hmm. as opposed to the Soviets and other leftists oh okay interesting <laughs> yeah Mao didn't think the Soviets were honest that's fair um, which is super interesting yeah <laughs> there was, of course, the Vietnam mm. War. That was a thing that was happening. And get this. People were tired of the Vietnam War. Lies. False news. <laughs> who, who gets tired of the Vietnam War? I mean, it's what for God's all about. sake. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just kicking down those thatch huts with your flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool, man. <laughs> That's when they invented the M16. Do you know the M14 rifle had an automatic variant? Hmm, Really? Yeah. I didn't know that, but you can go watch them firing like machine guns. It's really (laughs) weird. Because Call of Duty would have you believe they're only single-shot sniper rifles. 360 no scope, bro. (laughs) Um, But anyway. So Vietnam's still going on, and it was Nixon who finally announced that the war could not be won. Hmm. uh, Which is kind of a brave thing to do. Yeah. and uh, vowed to withdraw as quickly as possible. I am all for that. (laughs) Yeah. He tried to set up peace talks with the North Vietnamese leaders to get this done, but it turns out that pulling an entire force out of a jungle is not a thing that gets done quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So Nixon comes up with this idea called Vietnamization, Mm. which is to say, as he pulled out American troops, he replaced them with Vietnamese troops. Okay. Which... It's it's better. (laughs) Maybe for us. I know. I, I don't know. I, I don't it's... know. I couldn't I know nothing about the Vietnam War. One of these days I'm gonna get into it real deep, like real deep, or maybe you will when you do that one guy who we won't mention.
1: Oh yeah, I will do him. Uh, I will do him hard. Yeah. Uh yes. Oh god. What this reminds me of well, though is when George W. Bush was like, Yeah,
0: we're gonna pull out of
1: Iraq and just replace American soldiers with Iraqi soldiers. Or Obama where
0: he just moved them to Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a horrific oversimplification of something major that happened that I know nothing about. Mm, but yes. It's a joke, everybody. It's a joke. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> but it's not the only thing he did with Vietnam. He also secretly ordered a carpet bombing of North Vietnamese soldiers in Cambodia. Oh. Which happened over the course of three years. Ow. And it killed absolute thousands of people. jeez. Oh, uh, estimates for the mortality rate during this whole thing are anywhere from 50,000 to a million deaths. Jeez. Yeah, it's quite a range. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, these numbers aren't exactly all at the hands of American bombers. Mm. That would be, like, fucking impossible. Yeah. Uh, in fact, some historians estimate the bombers killed only about 20% of the total number of victims. The other deaths were from disease, fighting on the ground, etc. And it was estimated that 20% of the country had been completely destroyed during the whole thing. Wait, is that
1: Cambodia? Yeah. Wow, okay. And Cambodia was like a... Well strictly speaking it was a no-go zone uh i know mm-hmm. we did things there because i've watched apocalypse now but <laughs> <laughs> that's weird never knew i couldn't
0: tell you i couldn't tell you because again i'm doing the this president and he did so much more that i just couldn't i couldn't dive into the vietnam war mm. i mean it's like you click on you click on the hyperlink or if you're on wikipedia you know just to get a summary and it's like you know it's 30 pages mm-hmm. of summation and it's like how i can't even begin so like yeah yeah this operation was known as Operation Freedom Deal. <laughs> yep. Which is the most American name
1: for anything ever. Yes.
0: <laughs> it sounds like what Trump named his campaign. <laughs> yeah. Operation Freedom, Freedom <laughs> Deal. <laughs> uh, I was uh, speaking with a friend one time. And he, was, he said he was watching crime shows because he had nothing to do, mm. and it was like this true crime show. Mm-hmm. And he said he was starting to notice how lazily they were written, mm. um, because they used the line um, so, b- about some guy, like, going off to make a lucrative money deal. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> so, it just means a lucrative... It means exactly what it means. A lucrative money deal. Okay. Good. <laughs> which is not what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right you, we've you paid keep for bringing that up this point. things are great mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right so mm, nixon did manage however to get our brave boys out of south uh, vietnam and vietnam Good. Uh, oh god <laughs> fucking christ he got our brave boys out of vietnam uh-huh And south vietnam <laughs> fell in 1975 uh-huh all right mm-hmm. all right so policy in south america factoid Nixon, like uh, pretty much all U.S. presidents post-World War II, got secretly involved with South American elections. No. uh, Particularly in Chile. Yeah, that never happened. (laughs) Salvador Allende, a Marxist, won, or would that be, Allende or Mm Allende? I don't remember what it is, Um, a Marxist won the presidency, and Nixon, an anti-communist, tried to rile up a resistance force in the country to overtake the new ruler. Hmm. And it kind of worked oh, no. because a dude named Augusto Pinochet rose up in the 1973 Chilean coup and took power. And this was another one of those things where I wanted to click, but I just like, ah, uh, I want to read more, but I couldn't. Well, isn't,
1: uh, I have so much to cover. Uh, wasn't Pinochet a fascist dictator? <laughs> Yeah. I think he was.
0: You know, I'll, I'm going to look Let's that up. Ch- Just Let's check because we don't want to call people fascists who aren't That's fascists. true. <laughs> because we're
1: good Americans. <laughs> 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 no, I believe Pinochet yeah. was a fascist dictator, and he's the one who cleansed the country of communists by tang- taking them into choppers and then <laughs> throwing them out of choppers over the ocean. And that's oh,
0: that's right. That's why you hear all oh, these god. like
1: super right wingers today uh, say like start up the choppers
0: or something like that because oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my god! Now that I know what that means, I'm gonna be sneering at a lot more people. I know it's such a ter- <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I hate I've it. I've seen that one in the comments. Mm, oh, for sure. <laughs> Let's start
1: up the choppers. And it's like, well, that's
0: that's tolerant. Uh, yeah, do we really want to be fascists? Uh, nah. Nah. No. nah, no, no. Okay,
1: but no, did no. you check it? Did, I'm, I'm oh, right. I thought you were checking oh, it. No, I'll check no. it.
0: Pinochet. It sounds like a flavor of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a wine. I'll take the Pinochet, please. Oh, yes, sure, just I'll step into the, this uh, helicopter. <laughs> I'll have the Augusto Pinochet. <laughs> The 20-1, yes, thank you. Oh, he actually died rather recently, I don't hmm, know. We should cover him. Uh, Pinochet was commander-in-chief of the Chilean army, president of the government of Juanta... Junta of Chile, Chile, or whatever. Coup d'etat, Salvador Allende, and then... Alright. Pinochet persecuted leftist socialists and political critics, resulting from in the executions of 1,200 to 3,200 people. 80,000 people in internment camps and tens of thousands were tortured. hmm That's nice. hmm We should cover him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was because the one I'm with the helicopter. Because
2: I'm
1: not enough reading about communists. Yeah. Get more fascists okay. on the show. They're
0: always fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take that quote out of context. <laughs> Get more fascists on the show. Yes. Um, But anyway, so Pinochet rose up, Hmm. took Chile, whatever. Now, policy on the Soviet Union with Nixon. Nixon wanted a nuclear war to never happen. Good. (laughs) So he visited the Soviet Union a few times to talk. Great. He spoke with Leonid Brezhnev many times to talk about arms control and managed to bring about the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty, which banned the development of any kind of system that could intercept incoming missiles. Huh. Not sure why that worked, but okay. Okay. (laughs) Regarding the Middle East, Nixon invented what was called the Nixon Doctrine. Which is basically where everything is going to piss you off. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) So, as a part of this doctrine, the U.S. vowed to avoid directly assisting allies and would instead arm said allies and let them fight their own battles. Oh, gosh. Of course, the Soviet Union was doing this as well. Um america armed people in israel the soviet union armed people in wait for it mm. egypt and syria <laughs> so in 1973 an arab coalition armed to the teeth with soviet weaponry attacked <gasps> israel what in what was called the yom kippur war what a surprise <laughs> basically what happened in this yom kippur war mm-hmm. or it might be yom kippur i just don't know um basically what happened is that the Arab coalition invaded Israel won for a little bit because they had the element of surprise mm-hmm. and then got their asses beat so hard that the Israelis pushed their way into enemy territory mm-hmm. This allowed the Israelis to discover some of the atrocities committed by the Syrians. The reported atrocities, by the way. Yeah. You just don't don't know what this kind of shit is. Let's just not
1: take sides with the whole Israel thing.
0: (laughs) We're not. We're just reporting what people said. Um, There was one guy who was awarded the Syrian Medal of the Republic for killing 28 Israeli prisoners with an axe and eating the flesh of one of those victims. Mm. Okay. This is what they discovered of the Syrians. Uh, the Syrian forces also interrogated people by shocking their dicks off and ripping out their fingernails. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, uh, it was not a good time. Huh. Um, pretty horrific. Yeah. So, anyway, the result of this was that the Soviet Union and the U.S. started negotiating a See, My, hmm, My guess with
1: this is I would not be surprised if those horrible things happened. What I think, though, is that horrible torture and genocide and murder is pretty much committed by every side. Pretty much during every war.
0: <laughs> yeah! I do, you know, see, that's the trouble. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, there's there are cases to be made for American atro- atrocities and those sort of things. Mm-hmm. They did happen. They did. Mm-hmm. But you go and you look at the page and you're like, oh, uh, like, there's no mass genocide going on here. But then you go... Maybe we just don't know about it. Mm. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. War like, is I, really complicated and messy. War is fucking complicated yeah. and you hide things from people. Um, so like I wouldn't be surprised if there is some shit in our history that we do not mm. know about. Actually, I would be surprised if there wasn't uh, <laughs> yeah. some major shit yeah. in our history. So yeah. but thing is we don't know about it because we're here yeah. and everything is good. So what was the, the result States of the war? Yom Kippur War? Okay, so like the US and the Soviets were like, Okay, we basically arm these people to go fight each other. Um, we should like call a truce. Um Hello. but that's right, not Israel, not Syria and Egypt, the big daddies, the Soviet Union and the US had to negotiate Hello. this truth this truce because you know. Oh dear. What? He is what? dead.
1: <laughs>
0: I can Nobody hear you, you fucker. Them. Well, we lost the call. Yeah, you died. You died on me. <laughs> Marking one forty-five thirty-two. Mm. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't like it. Alright. So we were talking about the Yom Kippur yeah, War. Yeah, so
1: what happened
0: because of the Yom Kippur War? So you may have missed it. Mm. Um, but the U.S. and the Soviet Union are negotiating the truce. Ah, okay. Good. Um, and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So this is a proxy war. Yeah. right. Basically, the Soviet Union and the U.S. are strutting themselves and fighting using other people's lives. <laughs> um, which is...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, so this almost led to nuclear war oh, in geez. one way or another. Uh-huh. Um, Nixon ended up placing the military on DEFCON 3, mm. which meant every military on the planet was readied for nuclear war. Oh, jeez. And the Soviets were like, what the fuck? Calm down. So Nixon did. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the short version of that. Yeah. Um, domestic policy. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Nixon supported cons- conservation movements and saw the first Earth Day celebrated in 1970. Oh, good. He also started the EPA. Oh, a Republican. Wow. So there's that. Yeah. Good. How about yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway, so then Nixon started this thing called uh, the War on Drugs. Oh. And by God, is there a lot to say about uh-huh. that. First of all, there was a huge epidemic among soldiers in Vietnam regarding heroin hmm. and really, who can blame <laughs> them? They were in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> but Nixon declared drug abuse to be public enemy number one, and this is where things get mega sketched. Oh, dear. So there's this guy mm-hmm. named John Ehrlichman, and he was the counsel and assistant to the President for Domestic Affairs. Okay. He'll come up later, even though he's coming up now. So a little background. The War on Drugs was based on a bunch of drug prohibition policies that started in 1914. Uh-huh. That was the groundwork. Uh-huh. Just listen to this quote, though, from Mr. Ehrlichman. Okay. Quote, and I'm going to read it. I'm not going to tell him where it is. The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and the black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about drugs? Of course we did. Your thoughts, James?
1: Jesus, yeah. I actually knew this before, and it doesn't surprise me at all. I know there was. I know this guy also was. Uh, he also hated Mexicans and oh, uh, yes. aligned Mexicans with the use of marijuana usage. Um. So the uh, the war on drugs sounds like that it started on pretty much nothing but racism.
0: Yeah. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm not saying, well, I don't know what to say about Nixon and all this. Sure. Um, Except that, you know, Ehrlichman, who... Is a scumbag. (laughs) Is a fucking scumbag, um, is attributing two enemies to the White House, and it's the anti-war left and black people. Great. (laughs) That's literally what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's saying that they essentially manipulated... I mean, I don't know. Well, that last I sentence
1: says it all. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did.
0: Hmm. Yeah, huh. and we could raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them on the evening no- news. Yep, that's uh. There's a clear example of the government being
1: racist and lying about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, which is, it's so weird because Nixon was pushing for civil rights. Um, yeah, and during his presidency, he pushed for desegregation. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Which uh, you, it makes you wonder if there was pushback against
0: that from the uh, from the right. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I get just get the sense that. I mean, I remember reading about a lot of the turmoil that occurred around this time period, just because of the some of the Supreme Court rulings that were happening. I took I took a class on Supreme Court cases. Yeah. And things were fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as race goes in the sixties. Uh-huh. It was absolutely god awful. I mean, what was that war? Wasn't there a war or something where like the the National Guard was mobilized? Oh, which time? <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. And didn't they bomb a city? Did we talk about Oh that? no we didn't.
1: Oh maybe what we did. What was that city?
0: Oh shoot. Um Oh god. Yeah, maybe we'll they, look into it later.
1: Yeah. When we yeah, bombed yeah. an affluent black community, and...
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be clear, James is not laughing because he thinks it's funny. Of course He's laughing not. laughing because it makes him uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: because it's uh, horrible, yeah. and it's our, our country's history, and you never hear about it!
0: Nope. 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 I'm gonna, but it's so confusing, though. Mm-hmm. It, Nixon is confusing on race, which is interesting. Um, but... I'll admit I didn't look into it that much.
1: Yeah. It's the, but, uh, the but it Tuls- sounds like... Sorry, go ahead.
0: Go, no, you go ahead.
1: Uh, the Tulsa Race Riot, um, which was actually a lot earlier. It was in 1921. Um, but these things happened quite often. Uh, and we Not we, but... <laughs> uh, whites firebombed an entire black community um, because it was rich. And it's a lot more complicated than this, but not great and you never hear about it but um pretty horrible <laughs> yeah
0: i think i found an article from it on pocket okay um that was a long time ago though i remember reading it and being like <laughs> this doesn't surprise me at all mm-hmm. um but also being like jesus god why didn't i know about this i these? know you know yeah so anyway and it's not like it's it's not one of those things where i'm like arg we should we should be angry about it still but we should know it fucking absolutely. happened absolutely to give ourselves some context yeah um, but anyway, so civil rights, Nixon was push- pushing, for desegregation and he got it. Good. Not easily, but, but he mm-hmm. got it. And he also signed what was called the Philadelphia plan, which was the first affirmative action program that actually did anything. Okay. Um, it was also during Nixon's presidency that man landed on the moon. He actually spoke with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin while they were on the moon, which I did not know. Yeah. Um, but despite all this, Nixon didn't like how much money NASA was getting and cut its funding quite <laughs> a bit. He also rejected a proposal for a moon base and a Mars mission that would have launched in 1981. That's it. I'm against him. <laughs> yep. He then canceled three lunar missions and put the money towards SkyLab and the construction of the reusable space shuttle.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, so not like terribly anti He's against a Mars space. base
1: and a moose, uh, a moose uh, a a Moos Moos base. <laughs> okay, now the I'm all for a moon base. <laughs> Maybe we can get Canada involved. They'd help us out uh, with the moose. space, yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So didn't like the space program, which is weird because he saw the people landing. Yeah. And there's going to be this movie announced in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not now. It's 2016. Right. But, right. Um, they uh, there's going to be this movie announced in, in a couple of years called First Man, hmm. and it's a uh, it's a movie about Neil Armstrong, and it looks hilariously lame. Oh no. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I hope it doesn't suck, because I love space movies. Yeah. Um, like Apollo 13, I think is an amazing mm-hmm. film. Um, but this one just looked so ho-hum, I was <sighs> like... Ugh. I'll admit I watched it drunk, but... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, but anyway, so... <clears throat> let's get to what you really want to talk about, yes. though. Yes. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Watergate. <sighs> First of all, what the fuck is Watergate? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it sounds like a well, water park. <laughs> like a theme I know, park, yeah. Like, I Obviously, I didn't get the joke at all in Forrest Gump when he reported the burglars or whatever. <laughs> um, but Watergate is a residential complex in Washington, D.C., mm. it's still there. Okay. Um, there are apartments and hotel rooms there, divided up between six buildings. Uh, but that's all you need to know about the place, except that it was expensive as hell and also shoddily built. <laughs> oh, uh huh. <laughs> Yeah. So let's do a little background here to start. Uh So Nixon won a second term in 1972. That's the number one thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that Nixon won every state except for Massachusetts and the District of Columbia. Every state. Wow. Every state. He got 60% of the popular vote, which is crazy. Or maybe not so crazy once you learn a little more. So, in the cold January of 1972, almost a year before uh, the actual election, some guy named G. Gordon Liddy Mm -hmm. proposes a plan uh, to a bunch of Nixon's guys, which includes CRP Acting Chairman Jack Magruder, Attorney General John Mitchell and Presidential Counsel John Dead. <laughs> okay. And this plan is just brilliant. Uh-huh. It's just brilliant. He says, Hey guys, what if we spied on the Democrats during the election and were super shady about mm. it? They liked the plan, but rejected it because they thought it was too complicated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good. So this guy modifies the plan, mm. which involves breaking into the DNC headquarters at the Watergate Complex in D.C. Uh-huh. Now, why would they want to break in there? Uh, free handouts? Free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna walk out with a swag bag or yep. two. Um, well, they thought they might be able to get the upper hand on the old Democrats by taking pictures of secret documents, installing listening devices on telephones, and other crazy shit like that, <laughs> which I don't... I don't understand why they thought they had to do this, because Nixon was pretty fucking popular. Yeah, yeah he was doing really well, yeah. all things considered. Yeah um so i'm not sure why exactly they felt like they needed to become burglars Mm -hmm. um but they did so and it's all really complicated because it's like we don't know exactly when they started doing shady shit yeah um we don't know exactly what happened or how it went down or you know if nixon was i mean there's the smoking gun tape which we'll get to but like just watch all the the president's men is that really a good, yeah, good source? it is. Really? I okay. enjoyed it. Oh, huh. okay. You would love
1: it. Probably.
0: Mm. Um, so, that May, a former FBI agent named Alfred C. Baldwin III, definitely not a butler, is brought on to plant <laughs> the listening devices... I mean, Alfred Baldwin the Third, definitely <laughs> yeah. not a butler. Um, but rather than improv any more of this, I'm going to read directly from the account of a guy named Eugenio Martinez about the various burglaries that occurred under this plan. Great, which involves uh, following this hyperlink to Watergate.info. But we don't have a script. May or not be a legitimate source, but this was an article that was published in uh, Vanity Fair, <laughs> 1974. Ooh, okay. And basically, uh, Eugenio Martinez was a Cuban mm-hmm. uh, who worked for the CIA, um, and he 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 would hunt people down and uh, for, on the behalf of the CIA and torture them sometimes. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. So, um, like, let me scroll down here. I, I had it. I had it marked, but then we didn't record for so damn long. And, I know. Um, Let's see here. Because well, this is our joke, first James. episode, of course. Oh, yeah, this is our first episode mm-hmm. in case of... Or backup.
1: Just in case something <laughs> would ever happen to us or the History Lab.
0: Which it never will. So here here it goes. Here's They're talking about the... Uh, about... Um, let's see, this isn't the Watergate <laughs> one. Sorry, they broke into some doctor's office. There's like all these... Mm. Different things. There's like this team that gets put together um, of like ex-CIA and current-CIA and Republicans and shit like that. And <laughs> Sounds <it's> so American. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> on our way to the Watergate, this is a quote. On our way to the Watergate, <clears throat> and they were wearing surgical gloves and carrying cameras and mm-hmm. all that, all that shit. So anyway, they're on, okay. On our way to the Watergate, we made some jokes about the car that Barker had rented. Um, it gave me a premonition of a hearse. The mission was not one I was looking forward to. Eduardo was waiting for us at the Watergate. The time, this time he had two operations planned, and we were supposed to perform them both that night. There was no time for anything. It was all a rush. We went to get dinner at about five o'clock. Barker ate a lot, and when he came back, he felt really bad. (laughs) Um, I was not feeling too good myself. I'd just gotten a divorce that day, and I'd gone from the port to the airport, and from the airport to the (laughs) Watergate. No. So you've got a guy who's overeaten and another guy who just went through a divorce breaking into a hotel. It sounds like a what joke. What could go wrong? Um, so, the environment in each one of us was different, but the whole thing was bad. There were tension in those people. Mm. Liddy was already in the room when Eduardo came in to give the briefing. Eduardo was wearing loafers and black pants with white stripes. <laughs> they were very shiny. <laughs> Liddy was not happy with those pants. He criticized them in front of us, and he told Eduardo to go change them. So Eduardo went and changed his pants. (laughs) (laughs) The briefing he gave when he came back was very simple. He said that we were going to photograph more documents at the Democratic headquarters, and then move on to another mission at the McGovern headquarters after that. Hmm. McCord was critical of the second operation. He said that he didn't like the plan. It was very rare, rare to hear McCord talking, because he usually didn't say anything. And when he did talk, he only whispered. Hmm. <laughs> so, before we left... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, nothing. just... <laughs> okay.
1: It's a joke. It's so, it's so hodgepodge, yeah. this whole operation. It's yeah. crazy.
0: So, before we left the room, Eduardo took all of our identification. He put it in a briefcase and left it in our room. He gave Sturgis his Edward J. Hamilton identification and that the CIA had provided to him before and gave us each $200 in cash. Hmm. He said we should use it to bribe uh, as a bribe to get away if we were caught. Finally, he told us to keep the keys to our room where he had left the identification. I don't know why, even today, I don't know. Remember, I was told in advance not to ask about those things. (laughs) So now they're on their way to Watergate. Oh, boy. And then, uh, so McCord went into Watergate very early in the morning. He walked right through the front door of the office (laughs) complex, signed the book, signed (laughs) the book, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sure went to the eighth floor as he had before. Then he taped the doors from the 8th floor to the bottom floor. um, uh, Which is to say he taped them so he could know if if anybody came through or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he walked out through the exit door in the garage. He was still very early, and we were not going in until after everyone left the offices. So not everyone has left? (laughs) No! They're going into the building and there's still people there? (laughs) (laughs) So we waited so long that Eduardo went out to check if the tapes were still there. He said they were... But when we finally got ready to go in, Virgilio and Sturgis—Virgilio, maybe Virgilio—I mm-hmm. don't know—noticed that the tape was gone and a sack of mail was at the door. Mm. So, <laughs> I guess the mailman <laughs> came. In. What? I don't know. But either way, they're compromised. Yeah. Um, so well, so he said, "Well, the tape has been discovered. We'll have to abort the operation." But McCord thought we should go anyway. We went upstairs and tried to convince Lydia and Eduardo that we should go ahead. Before making a decision, they went to the other room. I believe they made a phone call, and Eduardo told us to go ahead. McCord did not come with us. He said he had to go someplace else. Um, (laughs) I don't know where. (laughs) We never knew where he was going. (laughs) Anyway, he wasn't with us, so when Virgilio picked the locks and let us in... uh, we put tape on the doors for him and went upstairs. Five minutes later, McCord came in and asked him right away, Did you remove the tapes? He said, Yes, I did. But he did not, because the tape was later found by the police. <laughs> and this is this is where things wrap oh, up. Oh, no. Once inside... And it didn't get very far, did No. It? <laughs> so once inside, McCord told Barker to turn off his walkie-talkie. He said there was too much static. So we were there without comms. <laughs> Soon we were hearing noises. People going up and down. I don't know what the fuck that means exactly. Uh, McCord said that it was only people checking like before, but then there was running and men shouting, "Come out with your hands up or we will shoot!" and things like that. (sighs) There was no way out. We were caught. The police were very rough with us, pushing us around, tying our arms. But Barker was able to talk on his walkie-talk. Was able to talk on his walkie-talkie, and he asked where the police were from, and they said. And then he said, "Oh, you are in the Metropolitan." (laughs) God, I can't read. (laughs) Oh, you are the Metropolitan policeman who catch us. So Barker was cool. He did a good job in advising Eduardo. We were right. We were caught. I can't. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Kill me. Anyway. So I thought right away it was a setup or something like that because it was so easy the first time. We all had that feeling. They took our keys and found the identification of the briefcase Eduardo had left in our room. Um, McCord was the senior officer and he took charge. He was talking loudly now. He told us not to say a thing. Don't give your names. Nothing. I know people. Don't worry. Someone will come and everything will be all right. This thing will be solved. And that's where the account ends. Mm. So basically... (laughs) <laughs> Even the burglars were like, have we been set up? Yeah. Cause like the fir- the first burglary that they committed, like, went off without a hitch. Right. And this one was like, everything's going wrong. We don't have comms. The commun what comm- comms we do have are confusing. Tapes tapes missing. There's mail bags everywhere. And suddenly we're just caught? <laughs> yeah, that's the impression I get. So they thought it might have been a setup. Too wow, now. that's so interesting. Conspiracy yeah. land. That's why the Watergate thing is called a conspiracy. Yep. But um, that's actually all I put down for Nixon's adult life because the Watergate thing was what everyone thinks about. Mm. And we'll get to the aftermath when we get to his end and death. Okay. Um, Good. But for now, I think we should go to Bartholomew Roberts' adult life. Yes. Uh, do you, um, yeah. yes, you do. want to take a break?
1: Yes. I want to take a break.
0: Okay. Well, shall we just leave this running? We'll leave it running, and leave it hot. Alright. Right. <clears throat> all Alright! Wake and up! Welcome! Shake up! What? And kill all... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't gonna end up. Nope! Well. <laughs> Good thing you stopped when you were yep. ahead! <laughs> Uh, Welcome back to We Talk About Dead People. And when we left off, we were talking about Richard Nixon's adult life and um, a little lazy account of Watergate. (laughs) But we'll get to it. We'll get to it a little bit after. Good. Um, Because, honestly, I didn't find Watergate that interesting, and it's so confusing. It's like, it's like, I mean, it was like reading about North Korea. It was like, we just don't have all the facts here. Mm. Um, And everything is corrupted, and so it, like, makes no sense. Yeah. So trying to distill it and put an interpretation up on it is probably going to get me labeled a hack. Well, and, yeah,
1: and uh, liberal sources probably want to make Watergate sound like the worst atrocity ever. And uh, right-wing sources probably want to make it like it was no big deal. And the truth is it's probably somewhere in the middle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is boring. Yeah, I mean, I was writing, I should get my notebook. I was reading my notebook. It reads like a crazy person (laughs) wrote it. (laughs) Mm -hmm because i was thinking about uh, how to get how to create clickbait headlines oh gosh okay and and the reason was because i was like not because i want to make the podcast popular that way i have no interest good in doing uh-huh. that um, because it hasn't even started yet i mean it's 2016 right of thought, course yeah yeah it was American. Uh, but i was looking at it and like i was writing headlines that would get me to click hmm. and i was like i'm going to write the most interesting headline i can think mm-hmm.
1: of
0: so and i'm not even going to say it because it was <laughs> It was like uh, Hillary Clinton teams up with Donald Trump to take down um, something, something. And then it was too complicated, so I distilled it. Uh-huh. And I don't know. It's like the stuff people click on is so oversimplified. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm. And I mean, I'll admit, complicated stuff is boring to read about because it's like. Everybody did something wrong. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> but I want bad guys. I want good guys. That's why stories with, with bad guys who can be understood or something like that, yeah. typically don't get the same response mm-hmm. as something where the bad guys are like, oh, they're just evil. Yeah, you know? bring them down. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever have a villain on the show. Hmm. I doubt maybe it. We should think about that. We should think about that.
1: Maybe. well oh, maybe.
0: Oh. We could probably find some old history professor to rile up or something like that. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get on Twitter right now. Hold on. <laughs> Twitter. Let's see here. We don't have an account yet. No. No. True. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to DM this guy. Uh, Real Lord History. <laughs> but a loser. <laughs> All right, let's type let's something good here. All right, Real Lord History dear real lord history uh, uh cite your fucking sources you, you hack,
1: crusty old
0: fraud, fraud you crusty abomination I hope you uh hmm suffocate oh, on book do- I'm not sending nah, that nah. dear real lord history you suck your books suck your history is boring your history is boring hm. Varus. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean I don't know huh. I'm just gonna say it though okay. Varus. Um, try the Doppler effect you douchebag mm-hmm. yeah Okay, that's it. Uh, Great. <laughs> well, that'll get a Twitter storm started, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll have to make a Twitter account someday. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, so shall we carry on? Oh, let's, uh, Tell us about Bartholomew Roberts' adult life. Let's jump in. All right. Into the ocean because he's a pirate. yeah, yeah. i expected more strings to to You got in. it. <laughs> What, how does that one go? It's like.
2: <laughs> That's how I complain in my life.
1: That's
0: exactly how it goes. I
2: don't know.
0: <laughs> We're gonna get like so sued for copyright. Yeah. For- <laughs> But we sang it so badly, they will never know. Mm. But speaking of pirates, shall we move on to the actual pirate,
1: Bartholomew Roberts? Yes. So, when we last left Bartholomew Roberts, he was actually John Roberts, and he was in his mid-30s, and looking to get involved with the uh, transatlantic slave trade, Um, Uh, which isn't great. Not great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And if you don't know anything about the 18th century slave trade, well, it's pretty much the worst thing ever. But yes. anyway. So John Roberts becomes the second mate on a slave ship which I shit you not is named the Princess. Uh, uh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so a slave ship
1: named Princess. Uh,
0: that's not uh it's not exactly cool. Mm, no. <laughs> not very. Uh, no, not not well named.
1: But uh, They should have just
0: called it Humanitarian Crisis Express or something. Yeah, like,
1: that. like pretty much.
0: <laughs> or fucking assholes drive this way. <laughs> Yep. The ship. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, whatever. Yeah, they're slavers. They don't have good judgment. So, John and the princess are anchored off the coast of the Ivory Coast, which is in Western Africa. But then, oh. on the horizon... Do you see? Do you see them, Aaron?
0: Pirates! (laughs) Sorry, I choked on all the seawater.
1: Yeah, it's salty, all right. Oh God! All ye boys and girls. Yes, salty sea dogs. It's true. Two pirate ships appeared on the horizon, and these were the pirate ships Royal Rover and Royal James, which is an excellent
0: (laughs) name. Royal Rover and Royal James. That just requires you to have a dog named Rover mm, someday.
1: Yeah, or maybe you should change your name to Rover so he can be the Royal Rover and the Royal James. I,
0: I rather like being
1: Aaron. That's
0: a huge error. People call me. And... <laughs> people call me A.A. Aaron. I find that very endearing. Mm, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. Hmm. No. Wait, did that sketch? Yeah, that sketch was, was out. I know why. <laughs>
1: yeah okay so back back to the history
0: Royal James and Royal Rover on the horizon Mm -hmm.
1: and the princess is no match for the pirates because it's a slave ship and they quickly catch up with her and they board her and then the what I said okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then the pirate captain named Howell Davis gives the crew of the princess a nice honest proposal Uh. either they can join the pirate crews or they're to be thrown overboard Walk the plank. Walk the
0: plank. Walk the plank. Walk the plank. I can't. Sometimes, sometimes I can do a good pirate accent. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Walk the plank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Why is the rum gone? What? Why? You burned all the food in the shade. I'm Johnny Depp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or President Taft. <laughs>
0: That's where we began with President uh-huh. Taft.
1: <laughs> Alright. So, our boy John and most go, go, go. of the others decide to join the pirates, which is great. So now our boy John great. Roberts is a pirate, and it's probably around now when he changed his name to Bartholomew Roberts. Because pirates usually change their name, because they were a new man. Uh, and there's once and, this and famous buccaneer named Bartholomew Sharp, and our boy John liked his name because, uh,
0: better, so he took it.
1: And now oh. it's Bartholomew Roberts. ...is our guy.
0: What do they call him, like, Barry for short? Uh... Bark? Probably Barfy? not. I'm guessing it was just Captain Roberts. Yeah. I always thought it was, like... Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> Bartholomew Sharp is where he got the yes. name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as it turns out, the
1: pirate captain, Howell Davis, really liked our boy Roberts, because guess what? They're both Welsh! <laughs> And now they can talk to each other in whatever godforsaken language the Welsh people talk. (laughs) Uh, And none of the crew knows what they're saying. Oh, Mm -hmm. So our dude Roberts is also an excellent navigator, and this really impresses Captain Davis. So the two start to form a friendship, which is good, I guess.
0: That sounds like uh, Princess
1: Bride. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that. Anyway.
0: I may kill you in the morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Roberts is unhappy. Oh, he doesn't want to be a pirate.
0: He's a sad pirate. Yeah, because
1: being a pirate is bad. <laughs> which I mean, he was a slaver before this, but
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which is worse? I, I don't know. Let's definitely a slaver. That is true. Yeah. Depending on that's uh, not a I c- mean, cause didn't <laughs> no no like didn't pirates also take human? They would take human uh, prizes or whatever. They would. They would take
1: booties people. as booty.
0: Oh god. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> no. What? I'm gonna fucking shoot you for that. Oh gosh. <laughs> We're not Just even you don't even have a pot. Okay, fine. I All right. Any last words?
1: Hmm. To booty is to booty does.
0: Nope. you don't even get to finish that one. <laughs> Well now I just feel like a fucking asshole because I, is uh, a slaver or a pirate worse? And I said I don't know. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, you can kill me, I, or you can cut that out. I, I mean. didn't mean it I like know, that. I know. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> sake. Feel. F- I mean, pirates would take slaves, right? Yeah, and so yeah, very often. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, which is worse, slaver or pirate? Mm, what about a pirate who's also a slaver? Oh God. I
1: guess yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, they're both pretty pretty bad.
0: <laughs> Why are we comparing evil people? They're both evil. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this dread pirate Roberts. Yep. Uh, he's not dread yet.
1: He is just a pirate, not, and he doesn't okay. want to be a pirate. Right. Uh, but after living the life of a pirate for a while, and also getting pep talks from Captain Davis, Roberts decided that the pirate life was the life for him. Uh, and in fact, we have a quote of his about this transition. So this okay. is what Roberts says. In an honest surface, there is thin commons, low wages, and hard labor. In this, plenty and satiety, pleasure
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> pleasure and ease, liberty and power, and who would not balance creditor on his side when all the hazard that is run for it at worst is only a sour look or two at choking. No, a merry life in a short one shall be my motto.
0: Wow! Yeah, Whoa, it's so good. I'm yawning. Mm-hmm. Um. So his philosophy changed. Yeah, yeah. It went from why work as you know for low wages as a slaver uh-huh. when I could work for high wages as a pirate. Yeah, it's going to be a short life probably, but it'll be a good one. Uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. So a millennial. And
0: under Captain Davis, he should have no problems.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so the two pirate ships go on their way, and then the ship Royal James becomes infested with worms. (laughs) Okay. So the pirates leave it behind and continue on just with the ship Royal Rover. Well, I would leave behind a ship of worms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And Captain Davis takes them to the island of Principe. Uh, which lays just off the western coast of Africa. They then lower their pirate flag and raise the flag of a British man of war, and are allowed to enter the harbor. Yes. So the pirates stay they...
0: false flag. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, false flag, okay. which is kind of what we get the term false flag attack from. Yeah. But they're doing this just so they can land in the harbor. Uh, so the pirates. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so the pirates stay here
1: for a few days disguised as British sailors. Uh, then Captain Davis <laughs> has a splendid idea. Why not invite the governor on board for lunch and then hold him for ransom? Governor Swan, no! <laughs> yeah. So the governor agrees to this, but responds by first inviting Captain Davis to the island's fort for a glass of wine first before the meal. Oh. Hmm. So Davis and a yeah, few of his brave boys head off to meet the governor at the fort. Okay. And on their walk, the Portuguese soldiers ambush Davis, and the pirates and Davis are all shot dead. Oh god. Mm. Yeah, because the Portuguese soldiers had figured out that Davis and his crew were actually pirates. Yeah.
0: Davis, no <laughs> I don't know why I said... Oh, Call of Duty too. That's right. I'm talking about Call of Duty. Oh a lot you this it's
1: too much. Too Ugh. much.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're ambushed and they'd figured out they were pirates. Yeah, so Captain Davis is killed. But the majority
1: of the pirates uh, are still on their ship and they manage to sail away before they're caught. Uh, But the crew then held a vote to decide uh, who the new captain should be. And lo and behold, our boy Bartholomew Roberts was elected. Yay! Which is kind of odd. Uh, this was oh. less than six weeks after his capture, and remember that Roberts
0: didn't even want to be a pirate at at first. He's been a pirate for six weeks, and now he's a captain? Yeah. Uh, Maybe he was older than most of them. Well, yeah, the
1: he, he's probably a bit older. He's also very outspoken and opinionated, and he's a phenomenal navigator. So, ah. all those things, and he is captain now. Yep, and he has Hooray. he has his own crew <laughs> and his ship the Royal Rover. Okay. Yeah. So Robert's first act right. as captain was to sail back to the island of Principe to avenge the death of their beloved captain Davis. So the pirate Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop interrupting. (laughs) So the pirates land at the island at night, and they just go crazy. They shot down and murdered a large percentage of the male majority, and then stole everything of value that they saw. Uh, Then they uh, sailed off and captured a Dutch slaver ship, robbed it, and then they caught a British ship named Experiment, which is a Uh. weird name for a ship. Uh, yeah. After, but after these uh, these affairs, the crew actually they uh, they firmly loved Roberts. They dubbed him pistol proof, and oh. they gave him their full, lo- full full loyalty. Roberts then held a vote for where to go next, which is very democratic of him, by the way.
2: Yeah,
0: very progressive. Mm. Yes, yeah, very very, 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 very progressive. progressive. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I might have to move out of the closet. My battery's running down. Ooh. All right, listeners, I'm going to lift you up and carry you into my room.
1: Hold on, um... James
0: is going to sing you a song. Oh, shoot, am I? About carrying people.
1: Ow. (laughs) When you're walking alone, and the sin is too heavy, Jesus Christ will carry you. (laughs) Yes,
2: that that
1: heretic Jew will carry you. He will carry you to heaven's gate. Not what the, the alien cult, but the real heaven's gate, the one with the pearls and no sin, cause he's Jesus. What
0: <laughs> you, told you told me to sing a song! My- I will be right back. I just gotta grab my chair, alright? You better not say anything else while I have my headphones out.
1: Okay. Ugh. So, Aaron is a guy. He lives in the sky. He'll give us all pie, cause Aaron is the guy. He has a nice beard. He has a nice ass. We'll finish this song, cause he's gonna be here real
0: fast. What? (laughs) Oh, I don't want to (laughs) know.
1: No, I was just telling them about history, dude.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. sure. sure. Right. I was right.
1: explaining uh, the uh, the fall of the age of Rome and why oh. that really happened. Yeah, it, it's complicated stuff. Uh, I'll finish it later.
0: Why did Rome fall, James?
1: Uh, because it was too tired to keep standing. <sighs> Sorry, uh, I'm sharing this <laughs> this chair with Satan. Uh, he's working uh, on something else. Uh.
0: You know, <clears throat> I heard somebody say once... I'm just putting on my mic thing right now, because I have to. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say once that cats are mouthpieces of Satan or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought immediately, I have to get a cat. Yeah. yeah. And I decided also... <clears throat> Like long ago, that if I ever had an animal mm-hmm. or a child first, uh-huh. whichever came first, I was going to name him Pickles. Oh, hmm. Because it's just a funny fucking word. It is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Huh. But what would be best is if I could get, like, a cat child. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think they call them kittens. Mm hmm. I'm that, not yeah. entirely sure. But knowing my luck, I'll probably get, like, a cat man child. Or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who's secretly evil or something? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Maybe. Mm. Who knows? Not me. Mm. Alright. We can carry All right, on. Are we now. ready Sorry.
1: to return to yeah. Captain Bartholomew Roberts? Ready to go. Alright, so when we last left him, he was holding a vote which was very democratic. And right. And he the vote was, should we either go to the coast of Brazil or to the East Indies? And the crew voted for Brazil, so off they went. And they uh, Can hardly blame them.
0: Hold on. My mother's what texting happened? me. uh what's she telling you get a job get a yeah, job james yeah. eh? were you are you still unemployed in this the year of our lord 2016 i don't think so
1: right yeah um no? i am sorry my car died uh and i'm kind of marooned <laughs> right uh, so we're figuring out a res- rescue plan and it will involve uh, several Republican and ex-CIA guys who will bust into my car and totally botch the plan immediately.
0: <laughs> Great. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Okay. So, uh, yes. <laughs>
1: so, Captain Roberts and the crew are headed off to Brazil, and they first stopped at the uninhabited island of Ferdinando for a while and did some minor repairs, and then they went looking for ships. And they didn't okay. find any ships for nine weeks. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. That's a long time to be looking for I mean, for ships. the Atlantic is pretty big, but not that big. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, everybody is a bit cranky, and talk, uh, talk begins <laughs> to spread about uh, going to the West Indies instead when their ship turns a corner, and bam, there are 42 unguarded Portuguese merchant ships waiting for Whoa! the Portuguese Navy to arrive in order to escort them back to Portugal.
0: 42?
1: Unguarded merchant ships loaded with, you know... Everything of value. Entire Pokemon card collections and (laughs) grilled cheese. All the dank memes they can fit in the (laughs) hold. Just ready there to be taken. Yeah. Yeah. So, no warships. Uh, So, Roberts proceeds to board the the nearest vessel. He then grabs that captain, drags him up to the deck, and forces him to point out the richest vessel in the fleet. To which the captain responds by pointing out the ship. Oh, this okay. uh, Spanish, Portuguese accent. Sagrada Familia.
0: That was Italian. It was. was. Well, they're
1: all Italian down there. <laughs> anyway,
0: oh my god, <laughs> the
1: Mediterranean accent. So yeah. Oh, so Roberts and right. his boys disembark, get back on their ship, and board the Sagrada Familia. They oh, quickly. <laughs> they quickly took it over and looted about forty thousand gold coins, jewelry especially made for the king of Portugal, and also a crucifix made with diamonds. Uh huh. Well, there's so much
0: I want to talk about. Okay, there. let's do it. Forty thousand gold coins. <laughs> yeah. Just one. How much is just one gold coin from this era? I wonder.
1: Uh, well, if I translate it to Bitcoin, <laughs> uh, six trillion
0: dollars. Oh my God! <laughs> and then uh, we had a bunch of jewelry made for the king. Yeah, handmade for the king so of Portugal. Are these like? Are these like the royal? jewels or whatever Uh, i guess or they're going to be because they're in and then this crucifix made with diamonds i have some questions about that very (laughs) christ-like very christ so christ-like okay i get it i get it a crucifix made of diamonds is veneration i understand but they're still i don't know i don't don't know yeah that's the cup of a carpenter i don't know (laughs) (laughs) he chose poorly he chose poorly. Yep. Yeah. Well,
1: remember that diamond crucifix, because it'll come into play later. Oh, shit, yeah, really? he, Well, I was just making a big deal out of nothing. I, I, thought, I guess but, so. No, well, yeah. it mentioned later that he always wore a diamond crucifix, and I'm assuming it's the same one. Uh, it didn't say specifically, oh, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, so after this successful, very successful raid, uh, Roberts and his crew sail over to Devil's Island. Which is basically Tortuga. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was this haven island for pirates, uh, and Robert and his crew proceeded to spend most of their loot here, which was a much-needed morale boost. Yep. So after a few weeks of pirate partying, the crew once again set sail, (laughs) captured a sloop, and then they sighted a brigantine ship. I love that word, sloop. Yep, sloop. You can just hear it slooping into the water, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So they see this brigantine ship, yeah. and Roberts decides to chase it down and capture it. So Roberts and 40 men got on board the recently captured sloop and gave chase while the rest of the crew remained with the rover to stay behind.
0: Okay, so they're split yeah. up now. And a guy named All Walter right. Kennedy uh, was... <laughs> Kennedy again. <laughs> Whenever Kennedy comes up somewhere that's not in the sixties. It's a lie. <laughs> 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 yeah. So okay. this
1: pirate named Walter Kennedy, he's left in charge of the rover. Uh Got and it. Robert Robert I right know Ro- Meanwhile, Roberts and his 40 brave boys are on this little sloop. Uh, and then they become windbound for eight days and have little control of where they're going uh, and are just, you know, being. Fl- they're all over the Atlantic.
0: <laughs> just like flopping back and forth.
1: Yep, yep. slooping this yep. way, slooping that yep. way. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So they finally make it back to where the rover was supposed to be, only to find that Kennedy and the rest of the crew had mutinied and sailed away forever with all
0: that was left of the loot. Wait, is this not exactly what happened with Captain Kidd? Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, like, he got split yeah, well, it's the, and they just... It's the honor among the
1: thieves away. thing. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why you'd ever leave someone else in charge of your ship. Anyway, yeah.
0: Um, I can think of a couple reasons you want to go on land uh, <laughs> to replace your Game Boy cartridges. Oh shit, or, you're right. Um, uh, let's see what else. You need a prescription refill. Um, you need soap. Mm. I don't know. Pirates don't go use soaps. You can get all those things.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so all Kennedy right. and the mutineers they they head off, uh, and as to, as to what happens to them, they decide to retire and settle in Ireland, which is not a good or not a bad plan. Um, no not a bad plan none of them know at least it's not New Zealand oh Jesus you're right yeah the problem is is that none of them knew how to navigate uh oh
0: (laughs) yeah so minor problem they actually
1: did make it to the British Isles which is impressive but they crash landed into Scotland uh and then they all got basically Ireland basically yeah uh then they all got drunk and started a riot in several (laughs) Scottish villages (laughs) So there, are, oh my a lot God. of them were rounded up and hung by Scottish authorities. Uh, then Kennedy and some of the other guys did eventually manage to make it to Ireland, where they were identified as being ex-pirates and promptly hanged. Uh, hanged, yeah. Hanged. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not, not great for him.
0: But back to our boy Roberts, who only has... <laughs> yeah. Wait, so the sentence says, But Kennedy and some of the others were later identified as ex-pirates and hung. Yeah. Yeah, hanged, not hung.
1: That's what, it's hanged, not I know. I wrote this last night at like midnight, so... Oh my yeah. god. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to our boy Roberts, who only has a handful of guys. Uh, he's lost all of his loot, and he only has a little sloop. Um, which is a little sloop. Anyway, so
2: sloop. Roberts,
1: <laughs> he cheers on his crew and encourage them, encourages them that better fortune is on the way. So they rename Yay! their little sloop the Fortune...
0: Oh, I rolled my eyes so hard. There, (laughs) better fortunes on the way. Yep. Better name the Sloop Fortune. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: Then they raised the flag of Roberts, which at this point was a flag with Roberts himself and the figure of Death raising an hourglass together. Oh shit! So remember what he said: where he's he wants a a short life but a good life. And then His image is him holding an hourglass with death. It's so ominous. Like he knows what's that, coming to him. That is so creepy. Yeah, it is.
0: Imagine seeing that on the seven seas. Oh gosh,
1: it's a creepy flag too. You should look it up
0: sometime. Oh, you know what? I'm yeah. to up. Bar, what? Bar thought. Bar. How do you spell? He's bar, got two
1: flags. So this is the first one. We'll get to the second one in a little bit.
0: Uh, let's let's. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark. Yeah. Damn. Mm -hmm. Is his other one... Nope, not going to spoil it. Yep, it is that one. I remember this guy is, of course, in Assassin's Creed. Oh, we'll get to that, (laughs) too. (laughs) 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 Man, Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed all in one episode. Oh, wow, We're hitting all of them. We might as well just start up a YouTube channel or something. (laughs) Uh, Start streaming. Uh, Yep play these games and complain about their historical inaccuracies. I'm sure nobody's done that. <laughs> right. Yet. And I'm sure that wouldn't irritate the hell out of anyone just trying to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, they've named their sloop. Yes. Fortune. They got themselves a new flag, and what happened after well, that? Well, then
1: Roberts kind of thinks, you know, I was just betrayed. I should probably make some strict ground rules for my crew. So right. he actually comes up with a pirate code.
0: Oh, shit, there was really a pirate code? Yeah, there really
1: was a pirate code, uh, at least for him. Uh, And this is it. We actually have it. It's still around. Wow. And we'll uh, we'll try to decipher it real quick. So, number one of the pirate code. Every man has a vote in affairs of moment, has equal title to the fresh provisions or strong liquors at any time seized, and may use them at pleasure, unless a scarcity makes it necessary for the good of all to vote a retrenchment.
0: That sounds, sounds kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, so everyone has a vote,
1: and they can use the, uh, the food and drink at will, unless it's hard times. Okay, number two, and this is the longest one... Every man to be called, fairly in turn, by list on board of prizes, because, over and above their proper share, they were on these occasions allowed a shift of clothes, but if they defrauded the company to the value of a dollar in plate, jewels, or money, marooning was their punishment. Uh, So don't steal? (laughs) Don't
0: steal from the stealers. But that
1: goes on. If the robbery was only betwixt one another, they contended themselves with slitting the ears and nose of him who was guilty and set him on a shore, not in an uninhabited place, but somewhere where he was sure to encounter hardships.
0: So are they cutting your ears off Um, or just cutting them?
1: It looks like just cutting them. I guess it's kind of like... Kind of a mark, a mark of shame, almost. So Got other it. pirates know that you're a you're a stealer. <laughs> yeah. Right, so if
0: you don't steal from the hold, you just steal from another crew member. Mm-hmm. You're not marooned, you're just, like, scarred and left. Right, you're marked. In an, uninhabited yep. pl- or in, in an inhabited place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So number three, no person to game at cards or dice for money.
2: Whoa, <laughs> yeah, So no really? game
1: gambling, Yeah. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Huh. That is
0: interesting.
1: Number four. The lights and candles to be put out at 8 o'clock at night. If any of the crew after that hour still remained inclined for drinking, they were to do it on the open deck.
0: Oh, wow. So you can go to bed when you want. Yeah, after 8 o'clock at night,
1: which is a very reasonable hour, you can get the uh, sleepy sleeps. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Number five. Sleepy sleeps. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> number five. Do you want to have a go at any of these with your your pirate
0: accent? Uh number five. All right. Uh, I have to take my vape out of my mouth. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, the boys are required to keep their piece pistols and cutlass clean and fit for service. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, keep your shit clean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like this code so far. Yeah, it's, I'm like, it's yeah. pretty reasonable. Okay. Number mm-hmm. six Shall Yeah, go ahead. No boy or woman to be allowed amongst them. If any man were to be found seducing any of the latter sex and carried her to sea disguised, she was to suffer death He was to suffer death. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take a woman so if aboard to bring a woman to sea, you die, yeah. okay. Uh
1: yeah. Uh number seven. Your okay. Turn. To desert the ship or their quarters in battle. Was punished with death or marooning. Oh, so being a coward is... Yeah, so don't run during a battle. No. Got it. Uh, number eight. Go for it.
0: No striking one another on board. But every man's quarrel is to be ended on shore. It's sword and pistol.
1: I like that one. So you can't fight on ship. But when we dock, you guys can figure it out with sword and pistol.
0: Basically... You might poke holes in this. I show. guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we sink down to Davy Jones' locker. Aye. And, um, aye. aye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number nine. No man to yes. talk of breaking up their way of living till each has shared one thousand pounds. If, in order to this, any man should lose limb or become a cripple in their service, he was to have eight hundred dollars out of the public stock and for lesser hurts proportionately.
0: So, life insurance, yeah. So,
1: basically, wait, um, health insurance, so you can't quit being a pirate, I think, until you've, you, you know, stolen a thousand pounds. Uh, but then, if you're injured or lose a limb,
0: you get extra money. It looks, it seems oh. to be that way, right? Yeah. Let me see this. If, 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 in order to this, any man should lose a limb, he gets eight hundred dollars. Yeah, like they, they pay yeah out of the public stock.
1: Which for pirates, like that's pretty very reasonable. It's an interesting yeah. code. Okay. Uh, okay, number ten. It's your turn.
0: The captain and quartermaster to receive two shares of a prize. The master, bosun, and gunner. (laughs) One share and a half, and the other officers, one and a quarter. Okay, so officers get more money. Makes sense. Welcome to American Airlines. (laughs) The safest way to fly. (laughs) Mm, Maybe they'll sponsor us now. It's not united. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or Delta. Or what, what's the really bad one? It's not Delta, it's not United. What's the worst Southwest? one? Southwest. Southwest the best I know, one. <laughs>
1: I love Southwest.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, well, uh, somebody said Delta No I don't Who know. Knows? Okay.
1: Alright, so, so number have. eleven, the last point of the pirate code. The musicians to have rest on the Sabbath day, but the other six days and nights none without special favour. Okay. So what this means is that he had musicians on board, and at any time during the six days of the week that were not the Sabbath, if you were a pirate, you could just tell them to play a song, and they would have to do it. That was their job as the crew.
2: That is I amazing. I know,
1: but on the Sabbath days, so, they're they're given rest. No, yeah. oh, so,
0: of course. I mean, the good Christian yes, man. Exactly.
1: Yep. So uh, for a little while thereafter, Roberts and his ship, the Fortune, go around terrorizing the region. Uh, then they team up with a French pirate. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you can't pronounce French at all. Montigny la police.
0: I'm going to try it too. la police. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La police.
1: La police. Yep. Okay, so remember yeah. this French pirate. So they're teamed up. Yeah. Uh,. And the, the French pirate commands a, another sloop known as the Sea King.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: But the inhabitants of the island of Barbados become pissed off by this, so they, uh, they send two well-armed ships after Roberts and La Police. Uh, the French pirates do what the French do and immediately run away, leaving Roberts and his little sloop to deal with the Barbados ships. Mm, okay. uh, and Roberts totally gets his ass kicked. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, his ship and crew are ripped to shreds, and the fortune just barely escapes. Damn. So they retreat to the island of Dominica, and twenty of Robert's crew dies on the way from wounds from the battle.
0: Oh, which God. I think was what only about people suffering and dying. Yeah, I know. Oh. On
1: a ship, and I think he only had forty guys to begin with. So he's got like twenty guys. <laughs> At least he has the musicians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I need you to play... When uh, the
2: Saints. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. so while they're repairing the ship, Roberts almost runs into another two anti-pirate warships, this time from the island of Martinique. Uh, and Roberts manages to outrun them, but then he swears vengeance on the inhabitants of Barbados and Martinique for Uh-oh. those close calls. And in fact, he is so angry that he makes a new pirate flag, uh, this one showing him with sword drawn and standing with each foot on a skull. Oh, no. The skull on the left is marked a Barbadian's head, and the (laughs) second skull is marked a Martiniquan's head. (laughs) So clearly he has some anger issues.
0: Uh, Revenge issues. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, instead of searching for revenge at this moment, he decides to go terrorize the eastern coasts of Canada. (laughs) Of Mm -hmm. course. Uh, So, the fortune sails to Canada. He captures some some ships uh, around Cape Breton, then sails directly into the harbor of Fairyland with black flags flying and takes another 12 ships. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just ship after ship after ship. Uh, and then the pirates sailed into the harbor of Trapassi and discovers that all the inhabitants have fled in terror, and they left behind twenty two merchant ships and a hundred and fifty fishing ships, all open to plunder.
0: God, God, this is like, this is making the uh, loot crazed Fallout Three in me like <laughs> right? Yeah, picking through ammo boxes for bullets and bottle caps, except it's, and it's like fish. <laughs> <and> it, <laughs> 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 yep.
1: What's the difference? Who knows? I mean, yeah. really. So, uh, anyway, after taking... Well, anyway, so Roberts is really pissed off at this because he's really angry at the cowardice of the captains that ran away. <laughs> oh, he wanted to fight. What, really? Yeah, he wanted a fight. Or at least to, to be oh, shown shit. honorable men. So, after taking command of all the ships in the harbor, he sends a message to the captains uh, because they're all on shore uh, and he tells them that he and his crew are going to be in town for a little while. And that every, mo- every morning, Roberts is going to fire a gun from the deck of his ship. And upon hearing this gunshot, all 22 captains better join Roberts for breakfast and attend to his wishes. <laughs> wow. Yep. And if they refused to come, he would burn their ships. So, yeah. so this went on for a few days Each morning Roberts would fire his gun And the 22 captains would sheepishly Come out of hiding and join Roberts For breakfast
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is great That must have been fun for Roberts yep. <laughs> yeah. So
1: while this is going on Roberts also captures, uh, captures a new ship And basically transfers his crew to it Because it's better than his little sloop uh, And then Roberts decides that enough is enough So he and his crew leave Aboard their new ship And then they set all 22 merchant ships on fire because fuck it.
0: (laughs) And the captains came out for breakfast the next morning. You know, they're like, they're like scratching themselves and sipping a cup of coffee. Like, ah, it's breakfast time again. Wait, he's gone. Oh, no. ships. (laughs) I liked having breakfast with him. And now my ship's on fire. What the fuck? (laughs) Basically.
1: That's straight from history's mouth. Mm. That pasty, dusty mouth. History herself. So Roberts and his crew go sailing around, and in a month's time, they capture nine or ten French ships. Uh, they ca- then commandeer one of these ships, rename it Good Fortune, and make their new make this their new piratey pirate boat. Uh, then they capture a few more dozen vessels, and then head south back to the West Indies, where they join up once again with that French pirate captain Montigny La or whatever it is. Oh, Remember yeah. him? Yeah, he abandoned them yep. and won that one battle. Yep. Well, they're back together because it's a complicated relationship.
0: <laughs> anyway, right. so in September, so what happened in the September of seventeen
1: 17- twenty? Well, I'm glad you asked. In September of seventeen twenty, Roberts and La Pérouse stay at the island of Caracal. 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 Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they stay here. It's probably not how you pronounce it, but whatever. They repair their ships, uh, and then Roberts renames his ship from Fortune to Good Fortune, and then to Royal Fortune, <laughs> just because he uh, can. Uh, then they set sail for the island of St. Christopher, which uh, we may cover <clears throat> someday in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the future, definitely. Maybe what episode number it might be. Who knows? Be? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So they enter the
1: harbor with black pirate flags a flying, drummers a drumming, and trumpeters blaring on trumpets. Because <laughs> why not? Yep. <laughs> and all the merchant ships in the harbor immediately lower their colors and surrender. <laughs> then the pirates head to the island of St. Bartholomew, where the French governor actually allows them to stay and rest for a bit. Then in late October, they nice. head to St. Lucia, <laughs> where they capture 15. <laughs> I thought you were going to just insult me. Uh, Fix your pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lucia's fine. It's Lucia, but mm-hmm. whatever. So they capture 15 French and English ships in three days, which is pretty wow. impressive. God, yeah. that's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, and then a bunch of captured British and French uh, sailors join Robert's cl- crew, including one dude named James Skirm. <laughs> <laughs> Skirm? <laughs> <laughs> skirmy sky
2: skirm
1: uh anyways skirmy Sky-r-m. Skyrim. Skyrim. i like skirm. skirm yeah so skirm becomes good friends with roberts uh, but we're not going to talk about him anymore yep. okay then roberts captures a ship from Mark- martinique which if you remember was uh, one of those islands that roberts swore revenge against
0: and now he's got it! Oh, yeah, no.
1: and it just turns out that the fucking governor of Martinique is on the ship.
0: <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. So Robert ties
1: the governor up and hangs him from his own mast. <laughs> oh, that's Then cute. they steal the ship, convert it to their new ship, Royal Fortune, and keep on going.
0: Wait, convert it into their new and ship? And then
1: name it Royal Fortune. He names every ship of his Royal Fortune. It's really lame. Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> by spring of seventeen twenty one, the entire West Indies has pretty much stopped all of their seaborne trade out of fear of Roberts.
0: <laughs> really? Just a one yeah. guy.
1: Uh so Roberts wow. decides to take his ships back to West Africa. And he's got three ships at this point. He's got the Royal Fortune, the Good Fortune, and the, the Sea King, which is led by that French guy who he's allied with, La Police. Yeah. <laughs> but during the night of April eighteenth, One of Robert's captains, Thomas Anstis, abandons Robert's and sails back to the West Indies with the ship Good Fortune. So it was bad fortune for Robert's. Oh, it's going to get bad. Mm. But instead of chasing down the mutineers, Robert's decides to continue on towards Africa with his ship the Royal Fortune as well as the Sea King. Yeah.
0: But what happened to Thomas Anstis, who ran away with their uh, ship? His, he he wants
1: to be his own pirate king or pirate lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, except his career goes really terribly. He loses pretty much every fight, and then his crew murders him while he's sleeping in a hammock one night.
0: Oh, mm. just didn't have that X Factor to be the pirate nope. king. <laughs> nope.
1: Just a pirate boy. Right. <laughs> anyway.
0: Will Turner. Oh, his blood runs in my veins. Or whatever. <laughs> Great lines like that from Pirates of the Caribbean, everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our boy Roberts,
1: he has the Royal Fortune and the French ship as well, and they make it to Camp or Cape Verde Island, and then, uh oh, the Royal Fortune is leaky, so they (laughs) abandon it and climb on board the Sea King, which they rename the New Royal Fortune because oh, too bad for the Sea King. Mm Yep, it is now the New Royal Fortune, Royal Fortune 4.0 or something. Uh, yeah. Then two French ships with big guns find Roberts and give chase, but Roberts actually turns around and captures them. Of course. He, he renames does. one Ranger, and the other one he names Little Ranger because it's not as big. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's a creative mind, yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: then they headed to Sierra Leone in Western Africa, where Roberts met with retired pirate John Old Cracker's Leadstone. <laughs>
0: What? What? Wait! Yeah. <laughs> His nickname is Old Crackers. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, and so Old Crackers is retired. That's just what I call people who eat at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's what I just called old white people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What's the difference? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're oh both okay. crunchy when you chew on them. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so so wow. Roberts meets mm. with old crackers it's just this pirate reunion and old crackers (laughs) warned roberts that two british royal navy ships were going to be returning to the area soon and roberts better get out
0: of there thanks old crackers Mm -hmm.
1: keep cracking along
0: (laughs) (sighs) wow okay uh, but Robert's... Ig- so he's wait, he ignored this yeah, warning. he ignores that, it. <laughs> uh, and he, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. He just
1: keeps on capturing <laughs> other ships in the region, including one which he converted into his fleet and renamed it the Royal, Royal Fortune. Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> also, another ship had a bunch of soldiers that were captured, and then they joined Robert's fleet. So now, great, he has professional soldiers as well. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. And then he takes okay. his boats into Oida Harbor with Good black <laughs> pirate flags a-flying, and ten of the eleven ships immediately surrender. Oh. But as for the one ship that didn't surrender, Roberts had his men climb onto it during the night and set it on fire. That sucks. Well, uh, and what really sucks is that it was a slave ship, and it was full of slaves. Oh my. So the whole ship burnt, and uh, the enslaved Africans on board were either burnt alive or drowned. Uh,
0: Okay, Roberts is the bad guy. That's been official for a while, but now it's superficial. He just burned a bunch of people alive. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Christ almighty. So after
1: this successful raid, Roberts took his ships to Cape Lopez to take a break from pirating, spend some of their loot, and recuperate. But all was not well for Captain Roberts, for the HMS oh, no. Swallow, one of the British warships that Roberts had been warned about by old crackers, just so happened to come upon Roberts' resting ships. Oh, no. And the HMS Swallow was intent on forcing Roberts to swallow some cold oh. hard <laughs> justice. <laughs> Oh my God! Come on. And that is where we will leave Captain Bartholomew Roberts until we return for his end in death.
0: Good, because <laughs> that went from bad to the yep. worst. <laughs> oh my God! Well, I guess that means we got to go back to Richard Nixon. Mm, yep. Um, because what's significant about Watergate is not necessarily how it happened, or you know the play-by-play of what happened. Sure. Um, What's int- what's useful to know about Watergate is what it meant. Ah. Um, so, and what it meant to Nixon in particular. Mm-hmm. So, and now, we're just going to go right there into Richard Nixon's end. Okay. Up, and we're going to find him at the Watergate thing. Mm-hmm. And it went about how you imagined <laughs> uh, and how the narrative goes. Uh, people found out, got super pissed off. But Nixon said he was going to stay president anyway. Okay. <laughs> because it was too vague a story for them to really get. Sure. Him. Uh, they didn't. They didn't exactly know what happened. People were like, "Oh, somebody broke in the Watergate Hotel. The DNC was involved. We don't know if these guys were hired mm, by Nixon, mm-hmm. but there's obviously been some kind of like scandal of some right. kind that puts the presidency and the president himself at risk." Mm-hmm. So, but like, then the legal shit started. Ah. Um, and I'm not going to get into it, but it goes on for months, and this is while Nixon is president in his second yeah. term, and his right-hand man, Vice President Agnew, resigned. Huh. Um, I think I think because he didn't want to be involved in it, he didn't want to be uh, pointed out. Yeah, why? Yeah, so um, <laughs> yeah, and this left the spot open for Nixon to bring in a guy named Gerald Ford to mm. hold the role. And Gerald Ford promptly took control of just about every function of the presidency in the December of 1973. Oh, wow. Okay. Because Nixon was busy doing damage right. control. Right. Um, he's doing live to televised Q and As during which he says that classic line: "I am not I a crook." Not crook. Uh, yeah. Eventually, though, there was like nothing that could unring the hmm. bell. Um, and in fact, the more he talked, the worse it kind of got. Mm-hmm. Um. And he started to get accused of a lot more things, too, like accepting bribes and shit like that. Um, and this, course, people brought up the whole checkers thing, oh, yeah. too. You know, like, ah, we should have gotten him the first time checkers and the all dog. Yeah, Take the man's dog. He deserves <laughs> it. Um, I don't know. But anyway, so the Supreme Court ruled that all of Nixon's tapes related to Watergate be released because he'd been releasing, like, a couple of them at a time, sure. like, selectively. So... On the Supreme Court's ruling, Nixon releases all of them, and it comes out that Nixon had attempted the inve- to end the investigation going on around the Watergate scandal. Nixon said he'd just forgotten about <laughs> it, basically. Like I forgot I did that, and I didn't know it was still going on or whatever. Oh, and you know, it's not really my fault. I'm not mm-hmm. a crook, whatever. But anyway, his popularity is sinking fast, and people are like protesting to get him impeached. And he realizes it's over. Yeah. His second term, he he was doing fine as president, and then. Everything goes to hell. Wow. Yeah. um, But anyway, so he resigned the presidency on August 9th, 1974. A shamed man who had gotten everything and thrown it away by being a crook. (laughs) Um, In his famous resignation speech, he listed all the good things he'd done as president. But obviously, this would not save him. Um, It seemed like the public, by and large, forgave him a little bit, even though they were still going to impeach his ass. Um, Which they were definitely... Uh, just in yeah. doing, it's yeah, yeah. like you, <laughs> you shouldn't can't cheat. get away with this shit. No cheating. Um, still, much of the country believed that the corrupt president should be punished, even sent to jail. Uh, but that didn't happen. What did happen is that Gerald Ford gave him a presidential pardon, to which Nixon responded with a statement, with a statement that is just filled with regret. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't say he did Watergate in his statement. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, he says he should have seen it coming and stopped hmm. it. Which, you know, make of that what you will. I'm not going to tell you what to think yeah. about it. But uh, in 1974, Nixon got so damn sick, he might have died and had to have an operation which ended up saving his wow. life. Uh, the problem was that he was supposed to be in court. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that same year, though, uh, Nixon was actually planning a comeback. <laughs> you can't get Did rid of him. Did you know about this? Yeah. Playing. Like, I didn't know he tried to come back into politics. I didn't politics. either. I just thought he, like, kind of vanished after the yeah. whole thing. But he started working out of an office in a Coast Guard station near his house, hmm. uh, first driving a golf cart to and fro, and then slowing down and walking. Hmm. Um, he also started writing his memoirs, partially because he wanted to meditate on what the fuck had happened to his life, and partially because he was almost out of money. What? Yeah! In 1975, Nixon had only $500 in his Oh bank my gosh! Richard <laughs> Nixon. Yeah. He was also disbarred by the New York State Bar Association for obstruction of justice during the whole Watergate Hmm. thing. Uh, Nixon didn't even defend himself. He just accepted it. Hmm. It was like, yeah. yeah. So then uh, later on in 1977, Nixon struck gold. Okay. Uh, He got paid close to $3 million in today's Hmm. money to do a series of interviews with a British talk show host and producer named David Frost. Yeah. And this helped him with the financial right. problem, but it also, yeah, yeah, it also helped him resurface huh. into the public view, Interesting. you know? And in these interviews, Nixon recounted the mistakes he'd made, and he also talked about how sorry he was, and the show got about 50 million unique wow. viewers, which is incredible, and it was the most-watched TV show of that kind in history. Wow. Yeah, so he's he's not gone. Hmm. No. You know? So, in 1980, Ronald Reagan's running for president, mm-hmm. and Nixon supported him, right. obviously. Um, he appeared on TV and wrote for newspapers to show his support. At this point, he was raking in the cash as a speaker and writer, traveling around the world to meet with world leaders. He went to Saudi Arabia and, and Libya, which improved his standing in the public's view. Hmm. He was still working for the American people, having conversations that otherwise would not mm-hmm. have had, just like his little kitchen yeah. or whatever. Um, which, you know, kind of made him stand out as like, oh, like we threw him out of the office and he's st- still trying to do good by the American right. people. Um, in 1986, he visited Gorbachev in huh. Russia and wrote up a document for President Reagan about all, with like all kinds of suggestions and something like a character bio of Gorbachev uh, for him to wow. study. Um, huh. And that uh, that got him ranked in a Gallup poll as one of the most ten most admired men in the world. Wow, what a comeback in the public eye. I know. Huh. I know. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I was like, "Holy shit, like he got a He really did try to come yeah. back." And what happened was horrible, and it's it's hard cuz I don't I don't know all the facts about Watergate. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. does. But like it almost looks like even if he fucked up yeah. He was still trying to make it right right up to the very Sounds end. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he kept doing things all the way into the 90s. Mm. And in 93 his wife died of lung cancer and he didn't take it well. Mm. Um and it was apparently like openly and completely broken throughout the funeral oh. service which you know, I, she'd been with you the whole right. time, yeah. you know, you fell in love with her on a stage yeah. like Jeez. Yeah, that's so, hard. Wow, but, uh, I didn't know that they were together that long.
1: Mhm
0: anyway, so in 1994, uh, Nixon had a stroke and went into a coma, hmm. and there was nothing that could be done for him as a blood clot had made its way to his brain and killed him within a few wow. days. And he was buried in Yorba Linda, which, you know. But anyway, so I have this quote from him, from him which is kind of, I, well, I'll just read it, and then I want your okay. reaction, okay? Okay, yeah. Some people say I didn't handle it properly, and they're right. I screwed it up, mea culpa. Well, let's get on to my achievements. You'll be here in the year 2000, and we'll see how I'm regarded then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Uh, <laughs> well. Hmm. <laughs> he still
1: isn't really well liked. <laughs>
0: even
1: no, among the Republican No,
0: he, he represents something like corruption. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, he's been turned into that kind of a symbol. Yeah. You know? Like... I am not a crook all Yeah, shit. you know you say Nixon you think Watergate mm-hmm. I you will know? say though I mean
1: we do need to remember the good things he did such as civil rights getting us the hell out of Vietnam and then uh, another thing uh, I remember about Nixon is he really befriended the, Chi- the Chinese leaders and the Chinese government which drove somewhat of a wedge between the Soviet Union and uh, communist China
0: this is yeah. true So he did do a lot of good things, I think. Um, And that's and that's like we just mentioned it in passing, but Mao liked him exactly. And when we when we covered Mao, we didn't we never covered Mao. When (laughs) When we we cover Mao in the future, um, when we cover Mao in the future, we will find um, that Mao was really frustrated by the Soviets Mm -hmm. and because they were trying and this for good reason. It's the same reason North Korea got upset with the Soviets. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, you're communist. Well, you're ours now." You know, and they're like, no, we kind of want to do it our way. Yeah. You know, not everyone believed in that universal revolution thing. Yep. But anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Learned a lot about that. Yeah,
1: did some good things, but at the end of the day,
0: (laughs) you can't cheat and (laughs) lie as president. (laughs) Uh, You can't.
1: Or can no, we? you can't, because politicians don't do that. They can't. You can't be a politician and a liar. It's scientifically impossible.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose we'll find out in this election. Mm, I guess now, so. Who was lying? Yep, who
1: was, who was dying? Mm-hmm. Who's dying? Yep. What? <laughs> Who's a lying? Who's a dying?
0: We're all dying, James. We Not old, all of us are Living. Game. Oh, and you know who's really not living? Who? Bartholomew Roberts. Oh,
1: that's good. Good transition.
0: <laughs> so shall we go into Bartholomew Roberts' NDS? Yes.
1: So when we last left Captain Roberts and his gang, they were celebrating with their booty. Just mm. like college. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Roberts anchored <laughs> his ships at Cape Lopez, and the pirates disembarked to get wildly drunk on I the ha- beach. I
0: have to stop mm-hmm. you. You said Cape Lopez, and I, my brain literally produced the image of George Lopez oh, no. in a cave, oh. marching on a beach, but he's like fifty stories tall. Why? Because my brain. I'm is... quitting the show. <laughs> the show we even haven't even made yet. a podcast, and I'm quitting. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, they got drunk on the mm-hmm. beach, basically. Yeah. Okay. But remember that the few days earlier,
1: Captain Roberts had been warned by retired pirate John, Old Crackers Leadstone, that two British warships were going to be returning to the area, and lo and behold, one of these warships ends up finding Roberts and his ships anchored there. The... Okay.
0: What? <laughs> Should've listened to Old Crackers. Hmm, words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> So, the... I still can't believe his nickname is Crackers. (laughs) That's great. Unbelievable. So, a 50-gunned
1: British warship, the HMS Swallow, finds them, realizes that they are pirates, and then makes a sharp turn in order to avoid crashing into a reef. (laughs) Uh, And uh, the pirates see this, and they they think that the HMS Swallow made the sharp turn because it was a merchant ship trying to hurriedly flee the pirates... So Roberts tells some of his men to board his ship, the Ranger, and give chase while he stays behind with all the other guys who are drunk off their ass.
0: Seems like a drunk decision. Yeah. That sounds like a drunk decision.
1: Roberts didn't really drink, and we'll get to that in a minute, but anyway. Wow. So the Ranger gives chase to the Swallow and doesn't notice that the Swallow has 50 gun ports. (laughs) Because they're all drunk. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Meanwhile, the captain of the Swallow, Captain... Chaloner Ogle. <laughs> Chaloner,
0: <laughs> Chaloner, Chaloner, Chaloner,
1: Chaloner Ogle Chaloner Ogle? Chaloner Chaloner Ogle The captain Ogle.
0: <laughs> lets the pirates
1: chase go on for several hours until they're way out of sight and earshot of the other pirates and of land then Captain Ogle Ogle swung the swallow around raised the colors of the British Royal Navy and began firing at the ranger uh, the pirates were completely surprised, ten were killed immediately, and the rest uh, surrendered right away, and were taken down to the brig. Oh, yep. damn. It's over. Well, that's the the first ship. Roberts is still with the oh, other right. pirates. Yeah. So Captain Ogle then uh, sails the swallow back to where Roberts and his other dudes were resting, and Roberts' pirates are still drunk as hell, and Roberts <laughs> himself is eating breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> then one of the pirates yells, Hey, look, it's our ranger returning with new booty! Uh, but then they realize that no, this was the HMS Swallow and it was looking for a fight. So Roberts orders his men to prepare for a fight. And Roberts. Oh, God. What? Can you just imagine I this? I know. All these drunk pirates on the like beach
0: stumbling and falling all over the Yeah,
1: themselves. playing beach volleyball. And he's <laughs> like, Get back on the <laughs> ship. We gotta fight the Brits! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, The neat thing though Is that Roberts himself Prepared for battle By dressing in his finest clothing And here's a quote uh, Describing it Roberts himself Made a gallant figure (laughs) (laughs) Gallant It was gallant When I I'm sorry (laughs) I'm sorry Anyway (laughs) Carry on Roberts himself made a gallant figure. At the time of the engagement, being dressed in a rich, crimson waistcoat <laughs> and breeches.
0: <laughs> he a word ever.
1: <laughs> a red feather in his hat, a gold chain round his neck with a diamond cross hanging to it, a sword in his hand and two pairs of pistols slung over his shoulders.
0: It sounds like a character out of Saints Row 3. It does.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So the plan was to sail the Royal Fortune directly at the Swallow and then keep sailing past it full speed to escape. Uh, of course, though this would allow the Swallow one full broadside firing, but it was a risk oh, that they God. were willing to take. Yeah. Uh, another problem quickly arose, and that a massive tropical storm just rolls in. Of yeah, course. Yeah. So this is this is a movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Roberts is sailing the Royal Fortune straight at the Swallow. And it's clear that both ships will be able to fire their broadside guns at each other during a huge tropical storm. Oh my god! That's yeah, pretty cool. Um, and things actually go quite as quite well uh, as planned. The two ships meet, all cannons are fired, and the Royal Fortune takes a beating but manages to continue sailing right past. And then on they go to freedom because the Swallow has to make a giant turn in the storm, and there's just no way they'll be able to catch up. Right? I was certain this was the end of the story. Well, <laughs> tropical storms are misleading, children. Roberts and the Royal Fortune soon found themselves in the eye of the storm, and everything went calm, which gave the HMS so surrounded by storms. Yeah. Which gives the HMS oh. Swallow the perfect opportunity to catch up with the Royal Fortune because it's also in the eye of the storm. Right. And as the swallow was nearing the pirates, they turned their swivel cannons on the bow of their ship to fire upon the pirates. And they weren't just firing any old cannonballs. Oh, no. Oh, they were shit. firing Grapeshot. Oh. Uh, and Grapeshot is basically when you really, really hate the other guys. So you put pretty much everything and anything in a canvas bag and then fire the bag, which shatters and throws little death pieces of death all over the enemy. <laughs> yeah oh so the first round of grape shot is fired and three pirates are instantly killed including our guy captain bartholomew roberts a piece of grape shot no bigger than a penny rips wait just like that (laughs) yeah just like that after all this holy
2: crap a piece of
1: grape shot no bigger than a penny rips through roberts throat destroyed his spinal column and killed him instantly (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, His body slumped over on a cannon and his boys thought he was just resting (laughs) because they were all drunk. Uh, But once the smoke cleared away, they realized, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, shit. Then Robert's crew decided to avenge their beloved captain's death by turning and fighting rather than continuing their escape. And so the Royal Fortune turned around for a fight that went on for three hours uh, until the HMS Swallow finally destroyed the mast of the Royal Fortune. Then the Brits boarded her, and the pirates quickly surrendered. 272 pirates were taken prisoner. Whoa. Yeah, a lot of guys. Um, many of these guys died from wounds or from the uh, journey to back to British territory. Once there, 75 pirates were black, so they were sold into slavery. Uh, 37 were punished but allowed to go free after that. Dozens dozens of pirates were allowed to go free right away because they had been forced to be pirates by Roberts earlier, and 54 were hanged for their deeds. How did they make these determinations? I don't know. I wonder. Um, <laughs> huh. Yeah. As for Roberts himself, though, his uh, his boys buried his body at sea in full dress, including the jewelry and that diamond crucifix or cross, and his body has never been found. Kind of neat. Yeah, so the uh, British didn't capture his body, the pirates. He's allowed to roam free forever. Yeah. Uh, But as for his legacy, Robert's death really shocked pretty much the whole world. He was a hero to other pirates and to many civilians as well, kind of a Robin Hood character. And Mm -hmm. merchants and the Royal Navy thought he had been invincible. Uh, And historians usually use Robert's death to mark the end of the Golden Age of Piracy. Really? Mm -hmm. Uh, And Roberts has also gone down in history as pretty much the picture perfect pirate, uh, except he didn't like rum (laughs) uh, and he preferred tea instead. Mm -hmm. And he's also one of the most, if not the most, successful pirates to live during the golden era of piracy. He captured over 400 ships. Uh, I don't even know how
0: to think about that properly. It's a lot of
1: ships and it's like in three years
0: time. It's like at least, it's a It's at least more than three. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say 13%.
1: 13%. Uh, As for popular culture, Roberts is mentioned in the book Treasure Island. He's in some other books. The Dread Pilot, Pirate, Pilot. (laughs) The Dread (laughs) Dread pilot Pilot Roberts from Princess Bride is named after him. Uh, There's a place called Black Bart's Cave in South Park that's named after him, and he's the primary antagonist in Assassin's
0: Creed's Black Flag, which we won't talk anything about because fuck Assassin's Creed. Wow. You know, that's funny because I played that Mm -hmm. game. I loved it. It's like my second most played game on Steam, and I forgot he was a villain. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Says a lot. So that tells you how good the story was. Yeah. Mm. It was decent. It's oh, good. You know, relatively speaking to Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Uh, and the last thing about him is that he's usually referred to as Black Bart, uh, but during his life he went as Captain Bartholomew Roberts. So that didn't start till after he was dead.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm yeah well well this what a hell of an episode how long is three this hours god. oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's three hours and 15 minutes oh, long boy. oh god that's the raw tape though it'll probably be cut down to like three hours i got a hell of an afternoon man i gotta edit this oh boy well just yeah. keep in mind it's our, our backup
1: just that's in right. case it something our- does happen to us which is unlikely which
0: nothing ever will nothing will ever happen to us
1: because the lord doth shine his face upon us (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah well shall we head to the surface
1: i think yay
2: yay
0: Doodly doodly. So, James, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? So, James...
1: Uh, <clears throat> I am going to go to my car and jump it and then drive it off a cliff.
0: You know, it would be really cool if somebody could come up with a way to remember how to jump your car. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I never remember where the Reds go.
1: <laughs> Nixon <knows laughs> To the grave, because communism doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: So what are you going to do for the rest of your day?
0: I'm probably going to put together this emergency episode. I got work later. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that... <laughs> I'm so out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. I'm caffeine-starved. I'm dehydrated. I have work to do. Oh, my God. mm well, so, I think it's probably time to bring the show to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate tweets to We Talk About Dead People podcast. That's WTADP podcast. WTADP podcast. We will read all of these hate tweets and not alone. If you're old fashioned and want to email us, you can get us at We Talk About Dead People podcast at gmail.com. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, please consider funding the show by becoming a patron on patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash we talk about dead people. 50 bucks, 20 bucks, even as little as a dollar, as much cost to pay a squirrel mercenary to shoot your ex-husband helps tremendously. Our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. You can view more of his phenomenal work at www.ipattersonillustration.com. With all that being said, we'll close out and let the sound of whale trumpets play you out.